Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast post-draft 2016. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a man who is the reason why Stephen Dank didn't show up to his appeal hearing. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day, Michael. I'm feeling much better now. Earlier in the week, I... Uh, it was an emergency, I, a medical emergency. It was a medical emergency, yeah. and who else do you call when you're in trouble? I, Dr. The, Smooth. The storms hit Melbourne earlier this week, mm-hmm. and a lot of people... Like, it's been it's been a thing. People have been suffering from asthma because of this huge storm. Yeah. And so I wasn't feeling uh, too good, and so what I did was I drank uh, three bottles of whiskey. Mm-hmm. So I thought that would help me get through it, and I felt a little bit worse for wear, and I thought, well, who can I call? And the number that's in my phone, yep. under about uh, different, 17 different <laughs> names, Stephen Dank. Yep. So I called Danky and I was like, dude, I'm not feeling very well. Hook me up. Have you got anything? Yeah, anything, said, anything that box is going to be carrying all the time. Yeah, yeah. Have you got anything? So he came over and he uh, injected me with a few things. I signed a few pieces of paper. I felt great. <laughs> I felt great initially. but Did that piece kept... of paper uh, immediately disintegrate? Well, I haven't seen it since. <laughs> I haven't seen it since. He said he was going to take it to the court to yep. show them that I was very ill. Yep. And so it uh, it kept me awake. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. I was awake for I haven't been asleep since Monday. Really? And where this is Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I said to Danky, "Can you hang out? Because I don't like to be. You know what it's like when you're awake for seven days, six days straight. You yeah, just, you don't want to be alone. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be alone. Yeah. And so I said, "Do you mind hanging out with me for the week?" And he said, "Of course I will. That's what I do. That's part of my, you know, caring. Yeah, yeah. he is caring. Yeah. He's very caring. And so we hung out for the week. And I said, "Are you worried about? You? You've got the appeal." He said, "Adam." You're my number one priority. <laughs> but humans, I love people. Uh-huh. I put them. I put my patients first. Nothing else matters to me. So you imagine he'd be very keen to get to the appeal by the fact that he's. Uh, he was exceptionally keen because he got a ban ban for life. And banned so obviously life. there are there are seventeen teams. Mm. Obviously, Essendon will maybe not going to get back in business. But yeah. there are seventeen teams clamouring to get his. Uh, well, support. there's seventeen business opportunities awaiting. Absolutely, because he has constantly said that he will get because he's got a life ban from the AFL, which I think is a little bit harsh. It's very rough. Life ban? Yeah. Because um, we don't know how long Danky's going to live for. <laughs> he could be two hundred and forty years old. Yeah. And he comes back into the fold. <laughs> By then, no one cares about it. Um, but do you think, like, if they do overturn it, the AFL goes, ah... Uh, oh, if. Hey, they're going sorry, to. Yeah, they're sorry. going to, obviously. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> Absolutely. When they overturn it. Yeah. And he goes, see, guys, I told you I was innocent. Uh. All along, you, no one believed me. Yep. Adam believed me. Yep. You know, even after four days or four nights together, we, we chatted. Yep. Um... I think it's just a matter of time before we see Stephen Dank back at an AFL football club. Now, even like, is he banned from both men's and women's AFL? Like, how how blanket is the AFL? Can well, is he banned from all football? You know how like uh, there were a few like uh, Essendon players who were in coaching jobs and they couldn't do that when they got suspended. Yeah, that's a good point. So is he banned from? Is it? Are he banned from like amateur leagues? Well, I would hope not. Hmm. I would hope like because uh, actually Dustin Fletcher 
Dustin Fletcher, he wasn't even able to coach his, his um, son at his son's uh, team, yeah, Pegs or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I would certainly hope not because I think there's a lot of Oz kickers out there who could benefit uh-huh. from a Stephen Dank regime. Yep. Like if you see this young kid running out, lovely tan, huge quads, yep. can kick the ball 60, 70 metres off a step, I think, you know, if you're at the G watching that at half time. Well, the Maxi gone in that NAB ad, the little kid. Yeah. You know, he had the beard. Oh, he's got a beard. That's <laughs> Danky. Yeah. <laughs> same with the Gary Abler one. He was on the bad stuff, went bald. <laughs> So anyway, a big shout out to uh, to Danky. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I fucked up your hearing. I, I it's all on me. I know Gil. If you're listening, AFL lawyers, it's on me. I take full responsibility. Full, yeah. Now he he said he will show evidence. He said he's going to get Joe Watson's Brownlow back. Brownlow back. Yeah. He'd be the Hollywood hero. Ah, oh, he, he's already a hero in my eyes. And he, he's only had three and a half years to to do this. Sometimes things drag on though. Yeah. I mean, he's built it to a, a climactic. Well, yeah, everyone's looking forward to it. Like, Taj Mahal wasn't built in, in a week. Yeah. You know, so things, things are slow. We, you don't, don't stifle genius. That's what I've always said. <laughs> and so you've just got to let him get back to, uh, to doing what he does. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's so awesome. They're not going to let him back in. And why does he keep on saying he's going to show us evidence and never does it? Well, how have they not just thrown out the appeal now? Mm. Like, yeah. you know, when he, they, when he didn't show to that on, on Monday or Tuesday, yeah. whenever it was, and they just go, oh, we'll give him... You know what? Maybe there is someone sick in his family. No one fucking bought that. And also, he would have been banned about a year and a half ago, wouldn't he? Uh, well, yes. And, well, the Essendon players couldn't play last this season, 2016. So, yeah, at least... No, but he would, wasn't he banned back in the day when Doc Reed was under fire and Hurdy got suspended? Didn't he get banned then? Yeah, so like three years so ago. So that'd be like, yeah, be over two, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And now, now, now there's an appeal. No, but he's he's moved house recently, and you know how well, sometimes to, there's a reason why. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how when you move and you've got like you know when you get your removalist over and you've got you ride on the boxes kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, and then you've got like a bedroom, yeah. and then you've got you know secret underground lab. <laughs> those boxes may have gotten misplaced, yeah. so that's where all the the documents are. It can happen. It can happen. It's not his fault. And moving is stressful. Yeah, I blame I blame uh, uh, men with a van. Uh huh. It's their fault. <laughs> Or little red trucks. Either one of those. It's, it's not Danky's fault. Absolutely. He's been honest all the way. Do you think, like, if he does get Job's Brownlow back... So let, let's talk about the, the Brownlow. So does that mean then Mitchell and Cochin have to hand it over? Are the AFL going to make a decision about that? Well, what happens to Job's actual Brownlow? Does that go to Mitchell or Cochin? Does that actual physical Brownlow get handed on? Or oh, the right. AFL get two fresh ones minted and the Job one? They have a bunch already. Like every year, you know, every year the Brownlow, they go, the AFL has commissioned five Brownlows. And everybody goes, oh, do they know something? Yeah, so do you reckon they've just got a few sitting there yeah, in, yeah. in the Brownlow drawer? Absolutely. And I reckon, wouldn't you get it, wouldn't you, wouldn't you get it engraved on the back maybe once you win it? Yeah, they'd I don't probably, know. They'd probably bang, bang, bang your name on it, surely. That's a really good point. Is yeah. the is the Brownlow engraved? Yeah, it's not on the front. It's just you know, it says what it is. But I think yeah. on the back they put your name on it. Or maybe it says like from the AFL, AFL Heart, you know, JW, Joe Watson, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing to yeah. to remind you, 2012, yeah, yeah. and then they scribble that out. Yeah, yeah. No, but actually that's quite, that's quite a good point. Like, does that one go into a museum or something? Like, this is the Brownlow he had. Because it is a memento. Like well, it's that's a, a thing. significant Brownlow. And what happens if uh, what if Job had sold it? Because you know a lot of uh, older players mm. sell their memorabilia. You know, once their careers are over. What if Job went? You know what? I, I want to open up my own store in New York. That's a really good point. Actually, going to sell my going to sell my Brownlow. Yeah, you could hand it over. Yeah, so you, some you're some you get a you know you're some guy living in uh, in Greensboro, mm-hmm. and uh, Gil McLaughlin knocks on your front door. You're like, oh, g'day, Gil. <laughs> and he's like, um. 
Did you buy a brown off gum tree? You're like, yeah. And he goes, we've got to have it back. You go, fuck off. Fuck off, Gil. Yeah. Fuck off, mate. I've got a Commodore for sale if you want that, but you're not having a fucking brown though. I'll pay for that. Yeah. Fair and square. Uh, we had the draft yesterday, Adam. Oh, what a night. Yeah. I'm still, like, I'm in a haze. Um, so what we're going to do, we're not going to talk about it right now because we're going to have a special guest, Craig Coombs, on. Mm. He's going to talk about this later in the show. Uh, years ago, we did an episode of him. He's our expert on draftees. He used to be a former recruiter for Port Adelaide. Yeah. And a spy for Hawthorne. Yeah. So he's going to give us the lowdown on all the, um, the top 10, 15 players. I think it's going to be exciting. Because everyone picked up a champion. Did you know that? Well, you should see the the clips. Yeah. Every player. It's, there's no clangers in there. <laughs> None of those kids make a mistake. I mean, these kids, are uh, they're, they're all potentially top three picks. Yep. yep. And so some, some of them just drifted out to, you know, 94. And, uh, yeah, and they're all clubs to clubs. Oh, I'd like to hear a club one day. Just be like, oh, enough. We've really <laughs> fucked this shit up. <laughs> we fucked up. Yeah. I'm in big trouble. <laughs> Now, I, uh, I had a uh, – it's a happy – and a sad, oh, it's a sad story. Okay. I went to Adelaide yesterday. Oh. That's the story. Okay. Oh. No. No, I'll tell you what I did. I went did to you Adelaide. Go for, were you going for chicken salt? Uh, no, well, actually, we got a few tweets from people saying there's no chicken salt signs at the Adelaide Oval. That the is cricket. disgusting. Mm. Why? Why? Cricket fans are into cricket chicken fi- salt as much as anyone. I know. Probably more so. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've got to keep your salts up. Yes. Because you lose it a lot through sweating. Mm-hmm. What better way to do it than keep your chicken salts Absolutely. up? Absolutely. You know, you, when you when – you, when you, Booing feverishly, yeah. The uh, South African captain, yeah. You need a little chicken salt, absolutely. So they went to Adelaide. Now I had to go to a wedding, which mm. was a lovely occasion, and I wanted to go and have. I, I took my high heart footbridge stubby holder, brilliant, because I wanted to get a photo on the footbridge, drinking from the footbridge stubby holder, as you should do. Yeah, actually, because if people haven't, if people um are listening in Adelaide, if you want to do that, send us tweets and. Facebook photos of uh, oh, yourself drinking from the um, footbridge stubby holder. Yeah, we'll put that up on our Facebook page. So I even went and um, bought a Jim Beam and Coke. Mate, you love it. <laughs> and I was going to have a little tipple. When's the last on time the you footbridge? had a Jim Beam and Coke? Oh, couldn't tell you. Yeah, yeah. couldn't tell you. <laughs> and so, and anyway, so I was walking north. I was heading towards Adelaide Oval. Uh-huh. And then I just got a bit tight for time. And I was like, oh, I don't think the I can. The story doesn't sound like it's going to end well. I know, I know. I'd, oh, and so what? I had to detour. I could, I think, I couldn't quite see Adelaide over, but I knew I wasn't far away. Yeah, it was probably about a fifteen-minute walk away, I reckon. So were you staying in the city? Uh, just on the edge, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. like and North so, Terrace. So nearby, yeah, or east. And um, so I was. I walked, you slept at the casino, didn't you? Well, I walked past the wedding venue. Yeah. And I thought, oh, so you had to go past it and backtrack. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. if, here, I go, if I go there, yeah. I don't know if I'll make it back in time. I still have to get changed and the like. Yeah. So I ended up getting changed in the toilets at the venue. <laughs> <laughs> You're a classy man. Yeah, because I couldn't make it to my accommodation and back. But hang on, all right, all right, let's, that, that, that is a negative. Don't so get heartbreakingly, me wrong. I did not get the photo on the footbridge. But did, were you at a wedding with an iHeart, the footbridge, stubby it, hole? In my bag, yeah, it was in my bag. I didn't Lovely. take it out by the fact oh. that um, there were glasses and stuff. I found it weird when you tr- drink from a glass in the stubby holder. That, that is odd. But, yeah. you know, you, if anyone could do it, you could do it. And I don't think many people would get the joke. Well, that is, there's a lot of explaining to do. It's a bit weird to rock up with your own stubby holder <laughs> <laughs> at, a, at a graceful wedding <laughs> at a delightful area. Yeah, talking about a local uh, icon. Yeah, and people are like, oh, you love, why do you love footbridges? <laughs> it's like I didn't take the Bukaki one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, we did get a tweet as well from, um, oh, I can't remember now. Gordon? Gordon. I think it was Gordon Anson. Yeah. yeah. And um, there was a photo on the footbridge heading over to the cricket. Yeah. Uh, said it was a 
go to the road Bukaki. And so <laughs> there was a man on his knees yeah. and two men standing over them. But they, they were covering their face too. Yeah. You'd <laughs> never cover your face during that. That's As one is thing. the tradition. And just to, to let the junk timers know, we are, we are out of Gatorade Bukaki's. There are a few footbridges left, but we are getting a couple of new ones in, in the next week or so. So keep an eye on the uh, junk time. Uh, bigcartel.com website we're getting uh, I'm throwing the baby out with the bathwater mm-hmm. and are you chipping out are you chipping out are you chipping out stubby holders which I think that because you know when you're, when you're drinking that's when chipping out is more likely to occur Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, and particularly in the off season, I mean, people get just, aggro. People get aggro. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they don't get aggro, and it's like, shouldn't you chip out? Or when they people drink and they they chip out on Twitter too. Like yeah, that's that's a, that's mate, a rich one. That's when it gets dangerous, doesn't it? Mm, when you're yeah. on Twitter and you're chipping out, yeah, three in the morning, shit's not Donald go Trump well. style. Yeah, because huh. that that just happened. There was chipping out. Um, it was rock Brown. solid. It was rock solid chipping out, wasn't it? Mm. Campbell Brown and Gary Ablett Jr. No one ever chips out with Gary Ablett Jr. That's so true. He's a protected you know, species. He is a very protected species. But uh, Campbell Brown tweeted, and I, I love this. So he, this is what he tweeted. He just opened up with this. You know, born of nothing. He's just got a little bit of mail. <laughs> and he said, "My mail." Well, so there you go. Sport it. My mail. Footballers always get mail, don't they? They do get mail. They, they get a lot of mail. Yeah. In this day and age, it's weird. I've got my mail. Um, my mail. Here we go. Suns plays filthy gaz who messaged all reaffirming commitment to club after requesting trade, hasn't returned for day one pre-season. Now, where was he? So he's on his honeymoon. Wait a second. He got married at the start of this year. Yeah, but he's a footballer. He's a, he's a, he's a professional footballer. He's got to be around the club every day, doing press conferences and telling people to calm down. But, that, but it's been two months since the uh, end of the year. Oh, it's actually not longer for him. It's well, yeah, he finished around, September. round 16, yeah. Well, yeah, true. But he was out of the game. He said nearly he? three months to go on his honeymoon. Yeah, but perhaps he booked it after the wedding. Well, he wouldn't have booked it for f- uh, in case they made the final. <laughs> in case they <laughs> yeah. made the final. He would have yeah. had to have, you know, make steer clear of September. Well, pretend, yeah. Yeah. And then the week after. Oh, no, there's no replay anymore. So he was pretty Could safe Could have gone then. October so October's one. safe. So yeah, October but, 1. He, no, but he would have been on the uh, footy celebrations. Yeah. yeah. You know what Gary's like. Got to he, do the parade down the Gold Coast. Yeah. With the cup. Yeah, that's true. Got to take all this. So yeah, yeah, that's another week. Okay. Down Cavill Avenue. Oh, what a parade. That's yeah. going to be the most anticipated parade of all time when the um, Suns finally salute. No, when the Premiership Cup's on the front of the tram. Oh, yeah, okay. How exciting would that be? You yeah. know what they should do? They should hold it off until schoolies is on. Ah, oh, dude. I saw um, a lot of dudes at the airport today on the way home. That was great. Looking good? Oh, there were a lot of flights to the Gold Coast. There were heaps, yeah. heaps of Tiger and Jetstar off to the Gold Coast, and there was lots of young folk up there, and I'm like going, oh, this plane flight's going to kick off. <laughs> Could you imagine just there'd be a lot of chipping out on that plane flight? Yeah, I was looking a few of them up and down. Yeah. And, oh, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so so basically he's, he's had a crack at, at Gary Ablett for not coming back too early, and I... Okay, so you, you're, what you're saying is he should have... But how long is a honeymoon? I mean, it's as long as a piece of string, Michael. Why does it have to be a certain amount of time? What if he said, I'm going on a five-week honeymoon? Honeymoons, honeymoons. Mm, a week, would that be on a bad average? Yeah, I'd, I'd go like a week to ten days, hmm. I think. I wonder where he went. Let's get on um, his Instagram and find out. Okay. So, anyway... Oh, actually, I'll tell you what, he had to hang around at very least until Brownlow because, obviously, he, uh, they were going to meet Jaton. Uh, Jaton. Oh, that's yeah, right. That he couldn't right? leave. Yes, yeah. that's right. He had people watching. Had his commitment. Watching yeah. from, the, um, from, watching their room. from their room. <laughs> and then having breakfast with the people the next day. Well, see, that's the other thing. Maybe we don't know. Maybe people got to go along uh, on his honeymoon. Oh, maybe that was part of so, the charity. Yeah, yeah. If you want a competition. Go on the honeymoon. You can't be like, hey, guys, where are you going? He's like, got to go back to pre-season, pre-season training. You'd be like, uh-uh. 
we won this we won this trip on your honeymoon, buddy. You're fucking sticking around. Yeah. And he goes, all right, uh, I could get in trouble with this. And they're like, with who? You go Campbell Brown. They go, fuck Campbell Brown, man. I'll tell you where he is. Oh, actually, he's, I think he's taken a little bit of a sojourn to the States. Okay. Uh, Gary Ablett, who are you? Let me see. you got a picture here. He's at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, he went and watched Oklahoma Thunder play. Okay. So you know what also he would have done, because he's a professional... He would have gone to see other sporting institutions to see how they train and what they do on a daily basis, which all good sports players do. Remember, uh, Nat Fife did that. Where'd he go? Remember, he took he took didn't he kick a ball at a cow? Did he? Yeah, in the, the off season. No, no, this is on the um, Irish tour last oh, year or whatever. Yeah, well, why wouldn't you? No, remember he he was offering people to go over and uh, train with him in LA. Oh, that's right. And he did the sporting tour of different clubs. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, to get you got to watch him train. You got to watch Nat Five train. Yeah, yeah so maybe us. maybe people in New York got to watch Gary Ablett train, and therefore he couldn't come back to his own training early. Uh, Ablett went to Miami. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, in Madison Square Garden, out the front there, watching you know, ice hockey, and. Okay, so he's in the state. So it's a, it was a, an extended. You can't do all that in ten days. So he's got to have an extended. Oh, he's on Santa, Santa Monica Beach too. There you go. He's, he's traversed the country. He's having a great time. So anyway, Campbell Brown's had a crack at him. He and then that, actually, put, I'm coming back to it. He put that photo up a day ago at Santa Monica. So pre-season would have been going for the whole week, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, I would have thought they came back on Monday. Fucking get back there. He's taking the piss. Bullshit. I mean, he's requested a trade. He doesn't want to be at the Gold Coast anymore. He I'm, hates his time up there. I'm on Campbell Brown. He's right to chip out. Yeah. It's perfect, perfect time to chip out. So, but Gary Abel's got some, uh, he's got some friends, people coming to his defence. He said uh, Kane Corns came out. Kane Corns, big Gary Ablett defender, said, I'm not sure they can be too angry. He's carried them for six years. Yeah, but also before that, Gary Ablett came back at, Ch- at Campbell Brown. Yeah. So when he when Brownie chipped out, Brown Dog. Sorry, Brown Dog, yeah, sorry. When he chipped out, Ablett chipped back mm. and said, mate, you've got my number. Love it. I love it. You have got my number, mate. Don't make this public. But what I like, I've never seen a three-way chip before. <laughs> this is This is the... My, this That's how complex my, chipping out is. Yeah, well, that, that is very true. So Campbell Brown's rechipped, and he said he didn't play after round 16, requests trade, been on holidays for 10 weeks. Why take another week and miss day one of pre-season? I reckon Brown's got a point. Well, he's had a long time to go on this honeymoon. Well, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Miss training. But he's, how old is Gary Ablett now? 31, 32? Give him a fuck another week off. Maybe. Who cares? Who cares? And then Kane Corns has re-chipped in this three-way. So Gary Ablett's out of the chipping now. But Kane Corns has said, I understand it's not ideal, but I reckon he's got some points up his sleeve. Then the brown dog comes back. Hodgy back two weeks early to train with young guys equals successful club. I like Campbell Brown. No, but see, <laughs> okay, here's the thing on there, just defending... Uh, oh, here we go. There are 99 comments too. Let me, you go and I'll scroll through. Okay. I'm sure there's some choice. <laughs> Luke Hodge has how many kids? Two, three? Uh, two now, I think. No wonder he's coming back from training early. You don't want to be re- stuck with those kids all day. Maybe three, actually. Yeah, I think it's three. And the first one, oh, eight. And he's sick of light and easy? Fucking out of there. He's going, he goes, oh, love, I've got to go back to training. She's like, I'm pretty sure no one's there. He's like, no, nah, I, I need to. I'm Luke Hodge. Hey, Brushy wrote, there's, there's a tune going around in Ablett's head. Down at Cadinia Park. Good one. Which is not called Cadinia Park anymore. Got a new name no, this week. Got a new name, yep. Um... Campbell Brown would be an expert at taking a jab at someone, wouldn't he? Hey, there we go. There, yeah. No, because remember he snapped his teammate yeah. in LA, broke his jaw. Yeah, it was over Rihanna, Rihanna or something, wasn't it? Oh, I thought they were at the Viper Club. Oh, there was some kind of, I think there was some kind of celebrity there or something. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. I didn't know it was Rihanna. That's okay. Um, Why didn't that come out in the wash? And also, remember uh, Campbell Brown got arrested, wasn't it his first season at the Gold Coast? He got arrested in Thailand? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It was yeah. that infamous yeah, picture of him on the front of the yeah. Well. yeah, sitting in the room, yeah. 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 So why not do that, Gary Ablett? Oh, and then his horse won. His horse won um, uh, at the Queensland races or something. No, I don't think it was Queensland. But he yeah. got arrested by the cops then. But Did I, he? But yeah, it was like having a go at a cop. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that got, tr- that got dropped. No, well, because he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, it was something about he roughed up a cop. Or maybe, maybe that, they told him to settle down. He was like, that nah. does not sound like the Brown family. So you know what I find interesting about this, though, is... Those two, as, as Gary Ablett said, mate, you've got my number. Those two are ex-teammates. Yeah. So they would have played together. It would be like you and I, like if I had an issue with you, say going on uh, another football podcast, mm-hmm. for example, like Two Guys, One Cup, and I put it out in Twitter land just going, hey, Chamber, you fucking dog. Yeah. <laughs> what are you fucking doing? You know, we've got our own. Yeah. I'm betraying you. Yeah, you're betraying me. Yeah. You're fucking weak, you know, weak so-and-so. Yeah, I'd I'm say, gonna... well, I'd say, mate, you've got my number. Yeah. And and, then, I, and and that's the thing. I should because we're buddies. Yeah. I should text you directly. Why am I putting this out in the in the in the public ether? Well, if you, if you got mail, you yeah, well, that's public. true. Yeah, you that's, got mail. That's true. You got solid mail. Mm. I love when people have a lot of a lot of callers. Sen have mail. Yeah, they got a lot <laughs> of mail. Got really it's good mail. Seems to be really incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone with the the Phantom Draft hmm. Trade Week. There's a lot of mail. A lot of mail going around. Like Australia Post is fucking busy. Yeah. Who was the dude who called up straight swap? It was Bontempelli for someone. Anyway. I shouldn't have brought that up. Yep. Um, the Brownlow. What so about it? It, have they handed it back? Like, but uh, have we talked about that? No, 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 we haven't. No? This all happens in the break. Yeah, sure. So, uh, what do you reckon? Should have been done. Oh, look, I, I think it had to. I mm. think because um, a lot of people are talking about maybe having it, uh, an asterisk for that year, not awarded. Yeah, but I, like everyone said in other in other sports, in other you know proper. Well conducted, well drug regulated sports like oh, the like Olympics, athletics, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, uh, that it goes to second and third. So yeah. it just makes sense that that person is just out of the running. Yeah. But the thing is, if you could argue the case, say so say you were in a game against Job Watson and Job took the three, and you got the two, mm. that if Job wasn't there, that you might have got the three. Yep. Which put you up into second. I think they then worked out. I think uh, Cochin won it outright. Someone went through. Is that right? Uh, someone, I think someone went through and actually took Essendon play, players' votes out. Yep. So that's not really quite how it works. Yeah, yeah. He would have been the fourth best player, would have been elevated third. Okay. But uh, when they did that, Cochin, Cochin won by two votes, I think. Oh, well, I don't mind that. Yeah. So Sam Mitchell doesn't have a brain. <laughs> yeah. Then that, this is okay. I love this countback system. Yeah, was it a bit tarnished by the fact it was Sam Mitchell? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I couldn't think of a worse person <laughs> to be handed that. <laughs> what, what were your feelings on it? Like, I think. I reckon they should have done it, yeah. And I, it's obviously horrible for Job, but he, I think he made the right. He came out of it really well. Yeah, by he looks like a great bloke. Doesn't by he? making the the call himself, um, and I think the, I think again, like you said, yeah. If you finish second, guy gets suspended, even though it's an awful circumstances. Yeah. Um, I mean, thankfully, we're soon going to find out exactly what the Essendon players <laughs> did take. Um, obviously, through this course of this appeal yeah. case. You know what's going to be even worse is when they have to take it off Mitchell and Koch and, and give it back to Joe. Give it back to Joe. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be awkward. No, it's going to be very strange. You know what I love, though, is that uh, the league bosses, um, they, oh. wanted, they wanted Cochin and Mitchell to put forward to the AFL Commission their own thoughts mm. on the eventual outcome of the two ta- 2012 Brownlow. So they were saying, tell us why you think you should get it. And this is a bit I love. The pair was told those submissions would be shown to Watson. Oh God! What the? What are you fucking showing at that? That is Joe so Watson weird. For? Yeah, that is so. Well, they both said no. We're not going to do that. Yes. Yeah. But what, what are you going to get out of that? That is quite incredible. <laughs> and what do you write? What do you write? Yeah, oh, he's a fucking dog cheat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Sam Mitchell uh, expressed that when he did the little jab yeah. thing at the Hawthorne at yeah. the Essendon players. He can't make coffee to save himself. Yeah. <laughs> 
What? I just can't believe that they're going to show that yeah. to them. So they, they're they're going to have a uh, a presentation. It'd be kind of fun little party. Yeah, I it's think a little it'd be soiree. Good. Who would go to that? Mm, let me think. I think they said you can have about twenty or thirty people. Okay, where where is it being held? That's a good question. Yeah, is it just down at AFL House? Because that's the Docklands in Melbourne is not the most fun place. No, Maybe. no, no they're in function rooms. Yeah, at uh, Etihad. But it's not great. It's no. not. Uh, there's not a lot of excitement or atmosphere down there. What about if they did it like at Luna Park? Okay, on a on a public holiday, school holidays. Yeah, yeah. People Get people down there. I tell you what they could do. I just saw this earlier. Yeah, which <laughs> is lit up. Um, so coming from having just come from the airport, I was. Uh, Catching the tram up to uh, Burke Road. Yeah. Sorry, Burke Street Mall. Yeah. Dude, lots of people around. I'm going, what's this commotion? I hear cheering. I hear screaming. My look, Christmas windows. Well, kind of. But oh. I look up and the Veronicas are performing above the Christmas windows. They're kind of on the... There's kind of like a, sta- a level, a stage kind of area. How I much suppose. clothing did they have on? Uh, they had quite a bit. No, they were covered up. Oh, yeah. That's disappointing. Yeah, they weren't in the red thing. Ah. Uh, and so, yeah, I saw the Veronicas today. That's pretty cool. They that should do cool. it there. They should do it there. That is great. That is a great place to do it. It's kind of like... Like, a, I suppose, a platform above the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so they should do it there. They should get Cochin up there. They should get Mitch, Mitchell up there. Gil comes along, pops the brown line over their head. I think it's great. Trams go by, and we can all cheer. Yeah, and, and, and make it part of the Christmas windows. What if they do it? You walk along, you see, you know, Santa and his elves. Yeah. And then you go along, and then you see Gil, yeah. and then you go on to the next one. It's Cochin, and then he's got a Brownlow on. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the elves presents it to him. Oh, you tell their story. So it's Mitchell, you know, not being picked up by clubs, and then draft day, gets recruited. You know, he's blonder. Yep. And we kind of see him evolve, and you know, birth of his uh, kids. And yeah, then you show the Richmond Carlton game for the Cruiser Cup. The yep. loser gets cotton. <laughs> so that was the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, the winner. Lo- no, oh, God, can't even remember. Yeah, and then. Carlton uh, lost that game, got yeah. Cruiser, yeah. And then we look up, and then there's Gil putting the stuff around the neck. I love it. Working a trick. I think if it's interactive for the kids, I think. And then also, you've got to have, if you've got that part of the story, you need Job. Yes, actually, So you've got yeah. Danky in a window. There's a lot of windows. Yeah. <laughs> gonna, it's going to have to go from David Jones through to Maya. But, but I, don't, I don't mind that. I think it's a good idea. I think the kids need to know how it all unfolded. Because would not would there be a lot of devastated kids out there that Job... Because remember when you're, you're a kid, mm. you, you know, your footy players are your idols. When he's stripped of a Brownlow... When you're a kid. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good point. Yeah. Does that... Does that disappoint you? Like, would you be disheartened as a child? Well, I'd be bummed out if I'd paid 1500 bucks for a... Joe Brownlow memorabilia piece. Yeah, that, that would hurt, wouldn't it? Is that now worthless or is that worth more? Uh, I'm going to say... Is that worthless? Is it autographed? Uh, yeah, but not by him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say it's worthless. Yeah. And now, Although, do they put out t- a Cochin and Mitchell Brownlow stuff? Well, no. Can you take it back? Can you go back to um, Legends and Heroes oh, and go, yeah. hey, I've got this, I've got this uh, Joe Watson thing. I want you to take out the Joe Watson stuff of it and yep. put, you know, Cochin and Mitchell. I yeah. paid... Good fucking bickies for this. Yeah, yeah. Put so, another replica Brownlow in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Put yeah. two replica Brownlows in there and a photo of those two. Mm. I wonder if they go back in time because I imagine their contracts had, you know, you get 50 grand if you win the Brownlow. I wonder well, if they go back and pay that. Well, also, too. And then does that put salary cap pressure on 2012? Yeah. So if you go over the, don't go over the salary cap. Yeah. Richmond are going to get um, penalised now. Well, yeah. Hawthorne shouldn't have been in the grand final. Yeah. yeah. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, fuck your cheats. And also, can they, like, if you're Trent Cochin, can you just go around uh, to, like, local football, football clubs in Melbourne? So you go out to, like, uh, South Bendigo Football Club, mm-hmm. who are going to have Stephen Dank, and just go, hey, if I'd won the Brownlow, would you have ever 
got me out here for a sportsman's night. Yeah. They're like, oh, probably. Yeah. And he goes, well, I'm owed 1500 bucks cash. Well, yeah, yeah. Or if you have given speeches in the past, like oh. going to events, and, you're not, and now you're Brownlow medalist. Yeah. You could, have, you could have been charging more. But also, all right, on the flip side to that, do they get more money out of it now because they're the new Brownlow medalist? They've got a backstory to it. So if you wouldn't have booked Sam Mitchell because you, uh, he's a cunt, but now you think, well, he's a bit of a dickhead, but he's got a backstory. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's very complex. Yeah, it is very complex. I think I don't think the AFL thought everything through when they just went, oh, we'll give it to those two. Yeah, we got to get the Veronicas on this. Work yeah. it out. Did you know? And this is just slightly aside, but uh, for those of you who aren't in Australia, but the Veronicas sang at the Aria Awards, uh, topless but just covered in glitter. Yeah, they hosted, didn't they? Did they host? I thought they, they just performed. Well, I think they hosted. Okay. Yeah. So they came out just covered in glitter and they were topless. But uh, pointed out to me today that they were wearing prosthetic breasts. So for all those of you How who... so? Well, they, they weren't their real... Uh, they were um, fakies. Okay, like oh, the chicken fillet kind of things? Well, not, not really chicken fillet as such because they're fillers. Like you put them in your yeah. bra. But these were just fake breasts. Well, they were, they were covered up by latex and stuff, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So they weren't their real... So it was almost like they were wearing those humorous barbecue aprons <laughs> and then covered in glitter. <laughs> so if, you, if, you've, uh, if you've done what I've done and, and watched that 100,000 times, okay. it's just not the real deal. Gotcha. I'm just putting it out there for the junk time listeners. I worked on the Aries last year. It was quite fun. Yeah? It was quite a fun event. Did yeah. you sing? Uh, no, no. Uh, you, oh, you wrote for them? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you weren't presenting or anything? No, no, no. I was, okay. just, I was off to the side. Yeah. Yep. Did you go backstage or anything? Uh, yeah, I think I walked past Ed Sheeran. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Good dude. That was a thrill. Yep. Did you ask about the grand final? No, it, was, it wasn't a thrill, actually, but okay. it, was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Yep. Yeah. Um, Tina Arena, she was there. Yeah. I think I edited her speech. Oh, no, you can't. I think, no, she gave me a long, it was a long speech. Mate, you can't. Bit, bit Cut tiny Tina. I think, I think I did that. Maybe someone else did that. You're a disgrace. Now, Adam. Yeah. Bit of trouble in Perth. Talk hey, to me. Tell me. Okay. Have you ever punched someone in a kebab shop? Uh, no, not in a kebab shop. <laughs> out the front of. Well, near after a, being filmed with your pants down? Now, I don't know if we can say punched, uh, allegedly punched. What are the no, no, you're asking me. Uh, yes. me. I've punched them outside, I've punched them behind, I've punched them on top of, uh-huh. but never in the kebab shop because I want my fucking kebab. Uh, okay. Because well, yep. as soon as you hit someone, you're it, kebabless. Yeah, you've got eaten hands. Eaten hands, you need well, those Well, yeah, hands. yeah. If you've got two kebabs in each hand, yeah. which one do you throw? Oh, do you throw them on the gut? Do you throw the lamb? Do you throw the chicken? Oh, well, do you go lamb, lamb, chicken? You keep the double meat. You've got to keep the double meat. Yeah, so the, I just think it's, it's, you, you do it after. Michael Johnson over in Perth uh, has been charged now, so yeah. I don't know if we can talk about it. Well, it's not going to stop us. The story said he was filmed um, by, a, by a lady. Just um, a fellow kebab patron. With his pants down. So hang on. So are you telling me when it, you get a kebab... It's a by belt. No, no. When you get a kebab, mm-hmm. do you wear pants? Look, it depends on the, uh, the mood I'm in. Okay. Yeah. And time of night as well. Yeah, absolutely it does. Yeah. I'm not the, saying that I don't often wander into shops and just have them around the ankles. So that's where I, I, I find this odd that they're making such a big deal that he, wasn't, he didn't have pants on. He's a footballer. He doesn't have to wear pants. Could have just been like little skin, like skins. What, what if the Frio doctor hadn't come in? Hmm. You know how hot Perth gets. Yeah, I, I don't know the lead up into how the pants came down. Yeah, and then obviously, I, I imagine if you're an AFL footballer and you go around in kebab shops with your pants around your ankles, you probably shouldn't be too surprised if somebody whips out a phone to try and film it. Well, I think you'd want to film that if you want to if you want to catch Michael Johnson in his prime sans pants. <laughs> then I reckon people are like stalking uh, kebab shops, going, "He's going to do it." 
It's going to be it's just a matter of time. No, he's reaching for the belt. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's classic. It's, classic. it's uh, that's his mo. Yeah. That's the way Michael Johnson operates. Yeah. So the poor dude. So I think I think there was an altercation after that with him. What do you reckon the altercation came from? It's like did someone say, you know, what are you eating? He said, I'm not fucking telling you. Punch on. Or was it like, mate, uh, you play for Freo. I hate them. Punch on. Or was it like, mate, pull your fucking pants on. No, they feel it was like a. Oh, did he pull his pants down because he was being filmed? No, no, no. He oh. put the pants down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then obviously that kicked off the commotion. Because if you're going to see an AFL player with their pants around the ankles and they give a bab shop, you've got to record that. Why? Why do you have to record that? And I, th- I imagine what's happened. He knows it's been recorded. Oh, and, and he's, he he's acted up. I think he tried to grab the phone and the like and blah, blah, blah. And it was like 3 a.m. too. So obviously, you know. When are we going to afford sober. AFL players their privacy? Their privacy. Their right to privacy. To pull down their pants in the kebab shop. What is wrong with that? Oh, it's a simple human to human walk right. through to walk through Federation Square with a pink dildo. <laughs> when are we going to afford them the, the privacy that they deserve? I feel I feel sorry for all the young players that got uh, drafted yesterday. Oh, dude, they're they're terrified. They're, they're not going to be able to do it. Into. You know, yeah. you just think you've you lost you've, you've lost the last chance. None of them. Thursday w- night was the last time they could pull their pants down in the kebab shop. Yeah, and, and it's, now that little. It? A little bit of human freedom is gone. Isn't that the worst thing? That would that would be the thing that would dawn on you as you got drafted. Not that you went number one. Mm. Not that you're going to be getting, you know, 400 grand a year. Yep. Just the fact that never again. <laughs> or at least for 15 years. Well, no, probably never again. That's the reason ever... I I never draft, got drafted. Yeah. I mean, I, I've obviously had a chance to get on the top 10. Oh, there's no doubt in that. And when I, got me- I had meetings with a lot of teams. Yeah. And I remember it was the final question. I went into Hawthorne. From, oh, okay, from Hawthorne. Yeah, I went to Hawthorne. And it's the final question. I, as I was leaving the room... Did Ken Judge put it to you? Yeah, Ken Judge put it to me, yeah. yeah. As I was leaving the room, I just kind of said, oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> um, sorry, I, I don't know. Um, no, obviously, there's a... <laughs> You've got very your question. easy answer to this. Yeah. Um, just popped into my head. Just a quick little question. What's your policy on? It's about 3 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. And I'm uh, maybe in a kebab shop. Mm-hmm. And... Um, just decide that maybe uh, to lighten the mood, I might just uh, drop the old jeans, have them around my ankles. Yeah, the old Allens, as yeah. we call them around here at Hawthorne. Like, in general society, do you reckon there's a chance that uh, <laughs> that could cause a commotion? Maybe some someone might film it on a on a futuristic phone that doesn't exist oh, at that okay. time. Or someone's got a camcorder. Yeah, someone's got a camcorder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in chance that you reckon that might be, a, might be a problem? And they said, they said no, that's, that's the absolutely worst thing you can do as yeah. an AFL footballer. And I said, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm hanging up the boots. Yeah, even even if Fitzroy begged me to play, yeah, I'm not fucking going to Fitzroy. If I can't take my pants down in a in a, in a food store, uh, then this game has gone to shit. Hey, a little bit of a tease. We're gonna have Craig Coombs coming up. Oh, Don't looking forward to that. Switch off mm. uh, now, Juddy and uh, Beck selling the house. What? Selling the house. Does that mean the man cave? Uh, yeah, I think it's that. No, 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 no. It's the older house. Oh. Paran. Selling another house. Oh, yeah. the original. Yeah, so they got the one sell that, that. They got the new one that they kind of built. Yeah. That, that does have the man cave. Yeah, okay. And then they've got the, the, the other one. Yeah, well, the yeah, original. they must have been holding on to it. Because it's been a while they've been in the new one. Yeah, well, so that was the one they got when... Maybe they're renting it out. When Yeah, when Jody came to Carlton. Yeah, and went to Paran. Like it's four levels, and so I think their concern was like it wasn't a child friendly friendly house. Well, not at all. And also, Juddy did his knee. That's not great to get around in. Oh yeah, of course. You, know, yeah. you don't want to get it. You don't want to go. Well, it's upstairs. I can't get that, Beck. But and she's um, like, oh, I've got to do the weather. They're doing something nice though. Mm-hmm. In that they're handing off a bit of money for charity. Well, that's good. So they reckon they're going to get about two million for it, and then they're going to four hand... four stories. That's 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 a bargain. Yeah, and then they're going to hand it over to. We'll hand over a bunch of that to. 
the a recovery centre, local recovery centre, located in St Kilda to provide transitional housing for former patients assimilating back into the community following treatment. So like a rehab uh, housing for rehab dudes, I suppose. That's nice. That's very nice of them, isn't it? Well, it's very thoughtful. I mean, they're, they're, see, no one ever sees this side of Judd. Everyone just thinks he's an animal on the field. Mm. You know, he's uh, elbowing people, eye-gouging people, chicken-winging people. <laughs> but this is the Juddy we never got to see. And so I quite like the description on realestate.com.au and it's got blah, blah, spacious open living, new marble kitchen, like yep. tourism private um, master suite, blah, 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 fireplace, blah, blah, security. Uh, and then the final line is... Um, Additional information can be found at www.rebeccajudloves.com. See? That helps move, <laughs> that helps move that? stuff. You ever seen that before? No, I haven't. Uh, and so let's get on to Rebecca Judd. Oh, get let's not pretend. It. Get hit, on to a bookmark. Hit your bookmark, yeah. <laughs> Who are you kidding? And so there's a whole bunch of pictures of the house. Is it nice? Uh, yeah, no, it's very nice, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, there's the kids' room. That's a fun bed. It's got kind of like a, kind of like a frame, like a roof to it. Oh, the kids would have loved that. Uh there's a book called This Is London on the shelf. Uh-huh. Um, actually, let's go through to Beck and Juddy's room. What do you reckon that? Uh? Oh, I mean, I've, I've seen it before, but I'm, I'm not allowed to look at it because of the... Um, it's guest bedroom. The intervention. It's not the guest bedroom. I want the actual bedroom. The old workbench. King living room. They've got like... Uh, oh, very lovely outdoors bit. Hang on. King living room. Yeah. How many living rooms do they have? Well, maybe it's a kid. No, I, I can't go back up. Um, so where's the main, main room? Oh, look at the bathroom. Bathroom's delightful. His and her sinks. Um, lovely gold fittings. That's nice. I mean, that, I reckon that... Oh, the shower's gold. Too. Well, it's probably copper. No, it's sh- gold, mate. It's Chris Judd we're talking about. I know, it's gold. Mate, this guy worked for Vizzy. Huh. You know, he's an ambassador. Yeah, only gold for the best. Here we go, the main bedroom. All right, here we go. What do we got? Uh, we got a lovely little uh, chair, leather chair with um, something to put your feet up on. Like yeah, an Otto man? Yeah, kind of interesting little um, uh, reading lights. Do you, do you feel weird going through uh, the bedroom of one of our guests? Huh, not the first time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should put in um, put in our funding. Those study holders went off went off a treat. We've well, uh, got two million lying around. So you think we should bid for it? Yeah. Okay. And then we open it up like Graceland. Oh, that's not bad. Judland. 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 Yeah. And we make it all about Rebecca Judd. Okay. And say so this is where this is where she can see, you know, a high pressure system rolling in. Because uh-huh. for those who don't who don't live in Victoria may not know that Rebecca Judd does the weather mm. and Channel Nine. Yeah. So we can um, we get involved here and we're gonna create Can create you see that. any weather gauges in there? Is there a rain gauge? Is there something that tells you the hectopascals? Uh there's a laboratory down. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> cool. There's weather vanes on the roof. Hey, we'll wrap up very shortly okay. uh, before we hand over to Craig. Mm. Uh, now, uh, can I give you footballers in real life? I'd love, I'd love that. Don't think we've done this for a while. From Adrian, uh, my son was while my son was playing cricket this morning at Albert Park. I spotted an older gentleman in the car park mm. talking on his phone. Holy shit! It was Choco Williams. What happened next was odd. A ute with a trailer attached pulled up in the car park. Choco was clearly waiting for them as he showed them to where to park. Then he helped move four big lengths of plastic pipe into the Ajax footy club rooms. They then unloaded a short steel pipe. Detail. <laughs> they then unloaded a short steel pipe attached to a circular base plate that had about five big spikes on the underside. Choco stuck that in the turf and then slid one of the very long white plastic tubes over it. It kind of looked like a fat goalpost. Then uh, you know what you know what I think it sounds like, and I I don't know what the rest of the story is, but you know what that's screaming out to me, Michael. That's a meth lab. Oh, 
Don't you think? There's but a lot of pipes there. First thing I thought, yeah. yeah. Uh, even just saw the email, the subject line. Yeah. <laughs> I immediately jumped to that. Uh, Choco, Choco, oh yeah, there. And then they carried that all into the club rooms and disappeared for quite some time. Fuck knows what that was all about. <laughs> I checked with one of the clubs, one of the other dads. Apparently, Choco has some association with Ajax. Okay. The footy club. Also, how about a bit of respect for the kids playing cricket there, Choco? Get off your fucking phone, mate. You know, you're, you're trying to bat. I, I reckon they do sound like goalposts. They have all the hallmarks. They're white, long, <laughs> and got the base. Like, how deep does, it, uh, does a goalpost go into the ground? That is one of the most amazing questions I've ever been <laughs> asked. That, even without notice, I have no idea how is deep. It? How deep does a local? I reckon if we went down, try to drag the posts out. Are they in concrete, like a few feet down? Is that what's keeping them stable? Maybe that might be a bit dangerous when it comes to. No, but if it's like say four feet below the surface, you're never going to see that. Oh, yep, yep. Or are they all joined? Is it all one big piece? Yeah. I've never seen goalposts out Take like it out. Yeah. 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 Okay. Here we go. We encourage people. If you go, if you can go down to your local ground, ground and just rip the goalpost <laughs> out of the ground, just to kind of have an experiment and see what happens. Yeah, they'll do it in an AFL club. More than welcome to. Yeah, Arden Street's open, like open plan. Because remember when, uh, or obviously when Lee Matthews broke it, he just broke the top bit. When they set fire to the ones at Waverley Park, when the lights went out, yeah. again they just broke them, didn't they? Um, they didn't have the goal. Did they have a whole goalpost or behind post out? I reckon they probably took out a behind post. I think it'd be hard to take out a goalpost. I oh, know, you get a bit of a swing up, get some momentum yeah. going. Didn't oh. Dustin Fletcher do that when someone kicked a goal once? Yeah, uh, I think it was Stewie Lowe got fined even for... Um, Not buckets. Yeah, for doing that, shaking the oh. goalposts. Uh, we are Junktime AFL Pod at Gmail. We are Junktime AFL Pod at Twitter and Facebook. Uh, check out Big Cartel for our stubby holders. And also, here comes Craig Coombs, AFL Recruiter. Well, Adam, we are joined again by a very special guest. Mm. We've had him on about two years ago, right about this time of year, actually. And uh, probably the feedback we got on it was our most fascinating guest. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So he's done well. So we've brought him back again. Yeah. It is AFL, former AFL recruiter, Craig Coombs. Hello, Craig. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Is, is draft day like Christmas Day for you? Yeah, it still is, even though I don't have an official role. I, uh, I, I sit there and the house realises that they, no one else can come into the lounge room. My wife and daughter looked across and saw it and just walked straight out the room. <laughs> My wife sort of hand signals, what time? And I said, oh, 11 p.m. <laughs> so she came in about 11. She goes, is it still going? I said, no, no, if you spend an hour ago, but... Uh, <laughs> just wanted some quiet time. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, love it, mate. Love Where it. do they hold it this year? Is it the Horton Pavilion in Sydney? In Sydney oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, yeah. cool. It's, yeah, it's the venue that comes to mind when you think of AFL drafting, isn't it? No? Well, yeah, <laughs> to the heartland. <laughs> it's an iconic venue. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the process? I actually I didn't watch it last night. So, Michael, um, it's football's night of nights. I know, I yeah. know. But what do they have, about 10 minutes between each pick? Two. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that quick? On the clock, yep. Two yep. minutes on the clock, and then you get uh, can do the old ask for extended time, which I think last night they've given a minute and a half. or uh-huh. been, No, another two minutes, I think it was, yeah. Yep. And um, I was curious about this. Okay, so say I want to get James Smith, right? And I've got pick 12. Yeah. And James Smith goes at number five. Are you then going for the best player or the one? Or do you, what if other teams should keep on picking up your, your players? Yeah, you normally, yeah. Have, yeah. What's your contingency plan? Yeah. Like how many players do you have that you go, all right, we think this player will still be available at pick 11? And if he's not, how many players do you have? Like, what if all four of what you're thinking are gone? Yeah, well, how deep do you bat? Well, Port Adelaide, we had a list of about 150 uh-huh. of who we thought would be drafted. Yep. And then in each position, just rank them. And then if they were there, boom, cross them off. First pick always used to be best player. Yes. Not needs-based. And then later on, 
You know, you might have a guy rated higher, but it's needs-based pick. Based off what you've done earlier, you think, well, we've got what we wanted there. Let's be smart. And, you know, I operated under the, the Chris Pelcom regime at Port and Hawthorne, and it worked. His okay. system of uh, the daisy chain system, so to speak, uh, worked a treat. So. All right, well, let, let's, let's start backwards from... Uh, from where you would start to get to draft day. So you know there's going to be the draft day. You know it's going to be, say, November 25th. When do you guys start looking at shaping what you think you're going to need for the club? Who talks to you about that? Do you, you know, sit around with the coaches? Does someone have a specific need? Kind of thing Do they go, right, we need need four midfielders. We need a couple of, you know, booming left footers out of of the back line. Like that's what the Hawthorns sort of, you know, blueprint was. We need key position, Ruckman, whatever. Yeah. When does that start getting talked about? And, it, and if it was Choco back in the day, this is a, <laughs> this is a rant. Um, Incoherent rant. <laughs> yeah, well, and when does that start happening? Start of the year. Start of the year. Once you start going to uh, your first first recruiting meeting, will be before the season kicks off. Okay. And the boss, the head of the recruiting department, Chris Pelcom, when I was at Port, and Alan Stewart, they would say, right, um, this is what we're doing this year. There is a focus, or there isn't a focus. Uh huh. Um, Basically, it was best player first up. Yep. But later on, we need to top up um, ruck, left foot, halfback flanker. But first pick was always best. But, yep, there was the focus point. And that was done through match committee and whatever, relaying it to Pelks. Okay. And then he'd come to us, the recruiting staff, and say, later on, back of your mind, look at project players, look at whatever. But first pick is always his best player. Okay. And so that would come from the coaches, of, uh, essentially... And work its way down to you guys Correct. to what to look at. But then they they keep out of it once once the directive's given to the recruiting staff in let's say the I'd say it's probably the February. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because they've then had a look at their list from the year before. The, mm-hmm. the kids are already drafted in. They've already had them for a few months training. Going, okay, we like to look at this. We like to look at that. We think this is where things are going. So let's put our focus into this. And we know that as a recruiting group anyway. You know your own list. Sometimes you think you know your own list better than the coaches. Yep. And, and the good coaches will basically say, there's the list, you find the player and I'll coach them, don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, co- and keep out of it. Occasionally one or two coaches will stick their nose in, yep. they've come undone and they pull their head back and go, well, that's what you're paying the big boys time for. And as a recruit, I reckon we put a 1,000 hours in, as, part-time, yeah. by the way, 1,000 hours into doing this. So you know them more than a – you know, and I, I'll, I'll never forget one bloke kicked seven at a TAC Cup final. And Choco turned around and said, why haven't you got him listed in your top 100 year blacks? Yeah. And we're going, because he hasn't had a kick all year and he's mm. no good. And Choco was adamant he wanted him. He took him as a rookie and he apologised huh. to us all. Amazing. Not long after it. Yeah. Because the bloke was deep listed after he didn't get a kick and then Choco just went, do your job, thanks very much, I'll coach him. Yeah. And pulled, pulled right out of that. And so does it really start to take shape? Obviously you're keeping your eye on people, but when the... Um the championships happen when? When is that? Like June, July? Yep, correct. June, July. Yep. So it's, that's when, like, uh, Vic Metro, it's like Vic Easter Country, and Christmas, you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so that's when all you guys are get together. You're yep. all watching these young kids get all the around. time. Yep. But obviously, everyone's looking at the same players. Yep. How do you get think you get an advantage on other teams? That's the hard bit because mm. you know, you'll you'll see guys you know and everyone will come up and have a bit of chat, but you never talk about. Yeah. Yeah, mate. How you going? Good. Yeah. Good to see you here. And then sometimes I remember turning up at Ballarat and one of the guys go, "Oh, looks like we're in the." right place if you were here because we we're going to right back then obviously port yeah yep. and um so it was like a good if we were there it was it was like oh well we're at the right game it's obviously a good kid but it was never spoke to amongst the other recruiters it yep. was like it's just something you don't do don't yeah. talk about it and you were, never done. you were purely victoria 
Uh, based in Victoria, but I would travel if need be. Yeah. I went to South Australia a couple of times only when there was a player in conjunction. Mm. Uh, like they'd look at a guy, and, and half the group in Adelaide would like him, half wouldn't. And I've got flown over twice just to go. What do you think? Cold, cold recruit, hot recruit. Sorry, here's the guy. Just watch him. Nothing else. Um, and I, <laughs> I remember doing that in a cold, wet, wintry night in July. I had to drive to Bendigo to see a guy on the sly. And uh, he his hamstring the first three minutes. July in Bendigo, yeah, on a Saturday night. Somewhere you want. And I rung Pelkin. I said, never again. <laughs> and he said, oh, stay. I said, I am. And oh, the club will fix it up. Of course they will. I said, it's going to be a nice hotel too. He said, it's Bendigo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there ever a case where a player, uh, you think, starts off hot during the season, then really drops off and everyone goes off him, and then... Towards the end, just has this really upswing. Like, does it ever oh, all, all the time? It does happen. Jeez, yeah, yeah. You look at even Franklin. I suppose it goes back walking into those championships. You know, we, the Victorian guys we were pretty excited. Oh, my, I was. I hadn't seen him play. All the hype. He's the number one. Yeah. You know, game three he was dragged at halftime. I think walking around the boundary, thinking, "Geez, what's going on with this bloke?" You know, and then dropped right off the face, and then come good when he went back home. It's like, what do you do? Because they're, they're the confusing ones. You think, yeah, okay, up and down and up. You're thinking, well. Yeah, what's well, he going to be? What's he going to be? Where, yeah. What's caused this? Where's it come from? That's the hard bit, trying to find out what are the reasons. And, you know, there's all those stories about, you know, Polak, Graham Polak years ago, McDougall and those sort of guys that, you know, iced the interview, that bad sitting in the in a chair with their legs open slouched when recruiters come in deliberately trying to pull bad interviews to get where they want. Mm. You know, it's like... Who got into him? Did they get into him, or was it just the kid? It's just a real hard science. Yeah, because there was an article early there we talked about a little bit earlier this year, and it was talking about the draft interviews that you do, <laughs> and it was stuff like spell rectangle backwards. It's just crazy. What what would be the reason behind that? Oh, mate, seriously, the early days when I was in it wasn't that it wasn't that. Oh, silly. So you didn't have the draft combine when you were no, recruiting, just, did you? Just no, draft. I just camp? called draft testing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> then you cool. go to uh, the hall, uh, the swimming centre over in um, South Melbourne. Yep. They have it out the back there, the running and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, and you talk to the kids in between, just go, mate, how you going and whatnot. Yeah, so, and players are getting into little meeting rooms, but it wasn't wasn't the draft combine. Um, but um, yeah, it's. So what's so different about the combine now? It's just the American word. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But you're still doing American the same thought. kind of Yeah, exactly the testing. same, but again... Beep test, beep, blah, blah. Beep test, the jumping, um, yeah, the whole... whole they've, added, they've added a couple more Skills. things in now, haven't they, with like the... the is it Skills the Nathan testing? Buckley thing? Yeah, yeah like correct. turn around, kick, hit a target, all correct. that sort of stuff. That's right. Yeah. That's really important. Yeah. I reckon that's a good one because like you're actually seeing them... you know, Under pressure. Yeah, and, and the beep test, they go, you know, how often do they run on hard wooden floors during a game mm. of football? Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Whenever they do the three-kilometre time trial, everyone goes, <laughs> yeah. oh, he's, he's blitzing. You go, I've never heard of that player. How often uh, do you, you run <laughs> around a ground yeah. for three Ks? Yeah, uh, bring in a thing this year where you've got, um, you got to get in a fight in a kebab shop. That's not bad. <laughs> that's that's really test the hands on. <laughs> they, they test them. I think they over-test them with some of the psych sort of things. You know, just get the footy and kick yeah, it. Yeah, because a, <laughs> a lot of footballers are idiots. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're not the sharpest tools and shit. Some of them... But you don't need them to be, do you? No, they've got to be a little bit because the meetings... Yeah. ...trying to stay awake, trying to listen and take it in. And I know for a fact there's a lot of documents and some players, you'll look in their bag and there'll be you know, 12 documents that look like they haven't even been looked at. Yeah. yeah. Where other blokes like Kane Corns, holy cow... He'd read everything inside out and yeah. ring up and question, are you sure he can only kick 30 metres on his left under pressure? And it's like, what the... 
and other blokes wouldn't have looked at the document for years. Peter Burgoyne. I mean, you know, it <laughs> <coughs> was a cough. Then it was a. <laughs> so, what kind of questioning would they be? A, a lot of it is. What about are you trying char- to find out? Yeah. Character stuff is huge. Yeah. They'll go and try to talk to schoolmates, things like that. So you know, what are they like in the schoolyard? You know, when there's a fight breaks out, are they? You know, are they in or are they out? Are they trying to yeah. stop the fight? Do they sit back? Yeah. Um, their attitude to everything, you know, to girls and all that now, which is really important. Yeah. Yep. How how respectful they are to girls in the schoolyard, and which which is hugely important these days. And they need to know that. And these kids, I reckon, they know it. And their attitude to their parents, their friends. Yeah. Okay. Someone in a shop. You know, I've I've heard of them being set up in a customer service thing. No way. To see how they'll react to bad customer service. That's awesome. Yeah. It's incredible, isn't it, to think, wow, and they stay. And look, some of these kids obviously get word about it. Yeah, think, okay, so they're nice right, for just, six months. Just, just, yeah, it's like Sanders coming. I'd be like living yeah. in the Truman Show. Be weird. Yeah, I know. Going into any shop and thinking, just, is that planned? Seriously, yeah. mate. Do you ever go into like their bedrooms and see like a Nickelback poster and go, well, he's not hey, coming. Hang on. He's <laughs> not coming to port. That, that's uh, dangerous ground there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, You're a big man. fan. My bucket list first. My first bucket list wish when I was diagnosed was to meet Nickelback, and I did. Well, there you go. And then four weeks ago, when I was in London, I actually went and seen them in concert again. So, be so there you go. Well, you wouldn't well, have made my team. That's all I'm saying. The one time we bring up Nickelback <laughs> on this podcast, <laughs> and it's yeah, me. It's yeah. But yeah, but we. Ha- I have. We. There was a famous going into a bedroom interview with a player. Really. Down in Gippsland, I won't mention the kid's name, but um, Alan Stewart and Chris Bell can tell this story. And they um, they rang the kid to say, what, what's the number of your street? And, yeah. the, and the kid went, I don't know. He said, what do you mean you don't know? What's your house number? He said, I don't know my house number. He said, what? I know where I live, but I don't know the number. I said, what? I said, can you come outside of your house? <laughs> this is dead set true, I promise you. Come outside so we know... Where yeah. to stop. So the kid's gone outside, sort of waved him. They've got, now he's gone in, he's walked in, he hasn't even waited for him. Now, these are the two guys getting an interview for a job. Yeah. So there's a little bit, you know, Stewie Odd. talks like, yeah. Mm. Anyway, walk. So they got to the door and sort of waiting. What do we do? Sort of, you know, knock on the door and the mum's come down all excited, come to the kitchen. The old man's at the kitchen sink, chucking Port Adelaide, ping, Port Adelaide. It wasn't happy of us about Port Adelaide. Yeah. So he's chucking dishes and mumbling Port Adelaide. <laughs> while mum's sitting at the table quite excited, um, you know, <laughs> the, the odd button. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, Get yeah. the cans out. Oh, the odd button. And, Here we go. And then they're like, um, your son. Oh, he's probably in his room. And no wrong. They've walked to the bedroom, knocked on the door. They've gone in. He's on the bed playing air guitar. Now... The curtains were plastic, you know, black plastic. Yeah. Yep. They were the curtains because he, he liked it dark. Now, it's like the Rolling Stones <laughs> when they're on tour. Cover up the windows. Cover up the windows and the kids on the bed playing air guitar. I would have loved... I, I could have only imagined the look on Alan Stewart's face and Pelk's. It would have been... <laughs> what the... And it was Nickelback that he was listening to. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Nickelback poster. Um, so you said earlier... He got drafted. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. Is he su- successful? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> so when you talk about earlier, you know, in the schoolyard, if there's a fight, are you in or you out trying to stop the fight? Mm-hmm. What's the correct answer? What yeah, do you want to yeah. hear? Well, no, you don't want to be in it. Mm-hmm. You don't want the kid in there. Don't you? No way. No way. That's that's not discipline. Violence, fighting, no thanks. Oh, really? You don't want a schoolyard fighter. <laughs> no way. On the footy field, you want a schoolyard fighter. Yep. Yeah. Not on the schoolyard. No way, no. no. So you want him to be stopping it or... 
running away. No, you don't want him running away. You want him to do the right thing. Yep. What's the right thing? Being chivalrous with a female as well. <laughs> it's the old... No, you want to get him in like a, breaking a, a branch from a tree. <laughs> and clubbing someone over the back of the head with it. That's well, the I'm, question like is... It was an old, like a pool cue, like Michael Voss would do. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. They, they always ask the question. Um, there's a football in the middle of the field. There's Adam and Michael. And uh, if you get the ball, you get drafted. Will you do what will, will you do? What it takes to get the ball? Yeah. Yep. Well, would that mean, you know, Michael's in front of you. Would you hit him with a golf club to make sure you get it? Yes. You would? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you would... I don't even need that the right answer? <laughs> yeah. Is that the right answer to get you drafted? Don't even need to be drafted. Yeah. That's <laughs> the right. yeah. And that's the one that tricks a lot of kids up because they think, oh, hang on, do I cheat to get yeah, the ball? Yeah, yeah. Or do I go, well, he beat me fair and square. Well, what's the right answer? How much do you want it? Yeah, well, and they'll ask you that. And the poor kids, you can imagine them sitting there oh, thinking, yeah. what's, well, what's the right answer? Yeah. yeah. Do you know the right answer? Oh, we, we had a teacher at school, and he would say, how are you? And that was a complex question, because yeah. they're going, how am I? Like, what's he really mean by that? <laughs> what does he want so by that? I think that the, your football future's on the line. Yeah. Like, oh, if, nothing. if they said, this, now you picked that footy up, you are drafted, therefore you make a million dollars, because yeah. nowadays you walk in, you should walk away from the game millionaire now. Mm. So therefore, what do you do to get that ball? Do you do it the right way, or... Or anything, it's so you, you're going to do whatever it takes. Yeah, <laughs> enough, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'd pick you. That's how I got in this podcast. How do you feel about? I don't know if you've watched it, but how do you feel about shows like The Recruit on the Foxtel? Are they kind of you know besmirching your hard work? Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I hate it. You hate it. Yep. Do you think it's a? It, is it at all possible? Like did that that Paplin yeah. go on to be something? Yeah. Will any of those players make it? No, none of them have, have they? No, they have. The, what the first one gone, got the second one mm. gone. Yeah. And I, I honestly think for those kids that are put in the real hard yards, you know, slave their guts out to try to get their dream come true, and then some guys who look a little bit better on TV and whatever. Yeah. And, and again, as a recruiter, I haven't. I actually haven't spoke to any guys in the system because I'm not, you know, active anymore. But I reckon if you ask all of them, they would go. Yeah, yeah. We put it's not in great. That much work, and you try to do it within that limited time. Nah, yeah, it's an insult. I reckon. Yeah, but I mean, Mick Malthouse was there, so he's <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> he's a great, uh, that's right. Oh. He's a great motivator. I suppose it's a little bit, uh, you know, the voice, that kind of Australian idol. Really, there are people kind of uh, proper musicians out there, and then oh, they oh, probably massively get annoyed when uh, you know yeah. someone comes along like doing uh, karaoke. As a genuine juggler. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like seeing these fly-by-nighters get out there. You know what I mean? It's fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah, with I, you. Mean, yeah. <laughs> I get furious about the magicians. <laughs> okay, so, so, the, um, so the championships, the TAC championships have kind of uh, finishing up. Yep. Do you, so you, would you say you had 150 players on your list? Yep. Do who looks over? Do you, do you put them into a top ten? Do you go? Yes, we're hoping we do. Okay, each, so you order them. Yep. Each individual recruiting guy is given that task, mm-hmm. and then they collate them all yep. and say, "This is our group because we are, we make group decisions." Yep. And we always stick together at Port and Hawthorne. We always did. We always towed the party line, and it worked. There was discussion, of course, when it's finally going. Oh, hang on, you know. Yeah. Robust discussion, and in the end, if there was conjecture to go to the bosses, Pelks or Stewie would make that final decision. You know, they got a good track record over the years. Yeah, but yeah, it will come down to group decision. Roto, here is our top ten. Here we go, and um, this is what we're doing. Now, is this after the season or after the trade period? Uh, this is after f- the first lot is after the championships. Yep. So we now have okay. the elite. We still keep going because mm-hmm. then we have to track those guys. Then yep. So once we're saying here's our list, we're all sent back and we track them even more to go right because then we think we know where we're going to have a pick. Yep. 
Okay. So again, we're looking at, okay, around here is going to be that. And I, I remember getting the email saying uh, in the Salopec drafts, obviously Goddard, Wells and Salopec, one, two, three. So outside of that, who will we target? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, hallelujah, on the day, you know, Bulldogs pulled the Swifty, went with that, I think it was Walsh, and then Brisbane took Brennan, and we're sitting there going, and then Sydney, we knew we were going to take McVeigh. Yeah. We're sitting there going, Salopex available six, you know, and myself and Peter Waitman are looking at each other going, I'll oh, just call, you know, and when they said Port Adelaide's play, one five one eight Stephen Salopex, like, <laughs> that was one we weren't expecting. Okay. And we were given the list outside of these three, mm-hmm. but sometimes the gem slips through, so. So a club's basically all looking at the same 150 players? Oh, yeah, pretty much. There'd be... Oh, jeez, there wouldn't be much difference. The, the intel's great. Man. Yeah. And every now and then, does someone just come out of the blue? You go, I've never even heard of that bloke. Uh, yeah, Easton Eaton Wood. Okay. Um, I remember when he got... was like, huh? Who are you? Yep. <laughs> no idea. So, good pull. Well done, whoever done that. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, there was that kid out of South Australia... That went down to West Adelaide, I think it was, kicked an absolute bag. And Collingwood took him, and he's always going to be an absolute gun. And he kept getting injuries. Oh, name escapes. Never heard of him, but... Yeah. Oh, no, go on. Name's gone. But he was another one that was like absolutely out of nowhere. And I don't know if we can talk about it, but you talked about how Pelchins kind of started up a kind of yep. recruiting yes. business, I suppose. It was announced the other day in the press, so yep. we can talk about gotcha. it now. Yep, I'll be dining with Mr Pelkin this week, hopefully. But, yeah, he's started a network structure of recruiting, which I think is you – know, we've been talking about this for a little while. Brilliant idea because he's going to take a lot of emotion out of the picks because when you start to look at guys throughout the year and sometimes you know a lot about them, you like them. You know, you're like, oh, yes, I like okay. this kid. And some of them are smart. And I'll never forget one kid who'd come up and shake my head. Oh, g'day, Mr Coombs. Oh, g'day, mate. You flipping know my name and knew and he'd stand and have a little bit of a chat for a little while. Well, have a nice day and all. You go, the good handshaker you are, kid. You know, in the tax system. So he was shaking the hands of the right people. I thought you're a clever little boy, and I liked him. I thought he was a nice kid. Yeah. And then he come and talk to me. So you, you get a bit of attachment, which can be dangerous because then you mm. think, oh, I really like him. He's a person, is, yeah. Yeah. So the new system that Pelks is going to put in is purely data driven, and it's going to be TAC and all the main comps. And the way they'll structure that is you will pay for the information, what level of information you want. If you want the whole thing, it'll cost you X amount of dollars. And, and <laughs> if one club does it, 18 will have to do it because yeah. they're all going to have the same effort. You wouldn't take the risk of going, all right, we'll only get 75% and we'll trust their own. They'll still have their own networks, but this will, this, this will be – because they're going to be full-time doing this. So instead of us just doing part-time, like, you know, six recruiting guys part-time plus the bosses, yep. you're going to have a massive network doing this of non-buyer. So it's a great idea. So and then you just get a massive database of yes, everything. Yeah. It'll have all the information you need, character, yeah. all that sort of stuff, but it'll take your own sort of club emotion out of it. And then they'll look at the list objectively because surely you've done it, you look at a club's list going, how do you rate that bloke? Yeah. yeah. We've seen him, you know, he's a pick 150 and you got him at 30. You're kidding, are you kidding What are you doing? So is that slightly limited by the fact, is that only available to AFL clubs or would people in the Sandville and Waffle want that as well? Yeah, don't know, I haven't spoke to Pelks yeah. about that. Um, be a nice little, well, I suppose they wouldn't mind because they wouldn't mind being on the edge because then they can get a couple of guys like, you know, Norwood will load up with a few guys yeah. Yeah. missed out and yeah. might be handy. They might be able to give them a reduced package go, well, here, we can give you a VFL package. For the sample, for guys, yeah, not not about. I'll bring it up. Ah. <laughs> were, there, were there recruiters that you from teams you didn't rate? 
Like, you know, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Look, look at Carlton's recruiting over the last few years. It's been oh. since Soss got there. Like, uh, sorry, pre Soss. It was atrocious. Like, our whole 2014 uh, draft thing is gone. Mm-hmm. And do you just go, oh, we don't even worry about what Carlton are going to do because it's just going to be oh, that's a waste? Bloody it's like, don't worry about that. <laughs> really? So even, even when you were doing it, you just go, that team's a bit of a rabble. That guy's a clown. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I was watching a clip the other day. Well. I was watching a YouTube clip the other day. It was uh, Jack Silvani uh, on oh, yeah. draft day. So he's there with mum and the family. Yep. Serge is there and he gets picked and blah, blah, blah. Yep. And... Uh, I uh, I own the t-shirt that he was wearing. Oh, that's <laughs> a blue t-shirt. That's cool. Uh, I'm presuming uh, both of those t-shirts uh, were also bought by our mums. <laughs> <laughs> so once once the season's ended, you know yep. where you you know where you're going to go in the draft. Yep. You know your your thing, and um, does that does that change much after the the trade period? Like you might lose a draft, you might move up a couple. Does that change much of what your yes. uh, outlook is? Absolutely, trade period will determine that then. Um, yeah, because uh, so again, you could lose you first round draft pick. Yeah, and you might have brought someone else in that now fills Covers that void. Yep. Um, so there are meetings going up. Oh, geez, you know we were having them every week. Okay. Leading up, and you know the meetings went for <laughs> a fair amount of time. They weren't. Quick meetings. They okay. are four, five, six-hour meetings sometimes. Wow. And through the whole week, you're still doing your own database. And the communication levels from uh, and when I was at Port and Hawthorne were flipping brilliant. Yeah. It was, everyone was always in talking to each other. And um, Are the coaches in those? No, no, no. Right, they, so they're out of it. They're gone. It was only the recruiting team. Yep. And even up to the night before. you know. And so they put a lot of faith in you guys, the club. Well, they pay them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they get it right most of the time. You, the yep. recruiting guys, and they, I mean, a thousand hours into a bloke. And I'd... I would, I would have watched. Um, well, I'd watch two live games of a Saturday, um, tack, uh, or or one tack and one VFL, yep. and then same Sunday, mm-hmm. and then I'd go and watch uh, whatever other games I could get on tape. I'd also watch every AFL game. The reason why you have to watch every AFL game is so you know what's going on in the system to know what level it's at. Now, I was working full-time normally as a teacher, so therefore <laughs> I was doing seven days. I basically said I worked seven days a week for 12 years, and the only time I had off was really over Christmas because of trading and everything. Yeah. And then what I used to do, as soon as they'd come back to training in January, yep. the TAC kids, I'd go to training. I'd even watch training just to think, right, I'll get a head start here. Yeah. We didn't have to. It wasn't the edict by Port Adelaide. They yep. basically said, you start in March. But we, we decided, no, I'm going to go and do that. But actually, I mean, it makes incredible sense for you guys to be able to, I suppose, overrule the coach as such just by the fact they would not have a, a moment to... To look at that stuff. At that no, stuff. They, they should be focused on doing mm. their job. And when, as I said with Choco, he, he was adamant he wanted a player and he got him and it done no good and he apologised and put his head in and, and then I do believe he won the 2004 Premiership. <laughs> but I, I guess you going back early, like to watch, you know, TAC players train yep. in, in January and stuff, at least then you get an idea of, you know, who, come, who came back really fit. You know, if a kid comes back a bit tubby, then you go, okay, he's got a bad work ethic over Christmas. We don't need that fat little fuck on our team. I... That's almost. I saw a kid the year before, and then my son got uh, into the TAC system. So I went along the first night with him in his in his bottom age year, and I looked at the kid and went, "That can't be who I thought it is. He's changed." And I think, "Wow, this kid's worked really hard. I like this." Yeah. Watched him. He smashed him in the time trial. Yeah. And what he kept doing then that was kid like, is Stephen Dank Jr. <laughs> <laughs> What this kid then was doing was going back and running with the guys at the back of the group struggling. 
And then I went to my son and said, it, that looks a bit like, you know, Matt Thomas. Yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, I think it is. I said, oh, okay, cool. So I, I watched him for a couple of weeks and thought, geez, haven't you worked hard? And then one night I just said to Joel, go and tell that kid I want him. I want to talk to him. And he come lo- looking out and said, Matt. He goes, yeah. I said, do you know who I am? He said, oh, Joel's dad. I said, yeah, but do you know what I do? He says, no, no idea why. I said, I work for Port Adelaide Welcome, Port Adelaide Footy Club. He said, well, <laughs> that was in the December, the year before the draft, because I thought his work ethic is what Port needed. Yeah. And we drafted him, <laughs> um, and he was a bull, absolute bull. So I thought, yep, it worked in that regard. And I was, there's two players I've done that with. Matty Thomas is one. There was another one that has got three medals hanging around his neck now. So uh, Mr. Piopolo, that was another one. Yeah, right. Very happy with that, eh, Michael? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I've just broken the article here in the Herald Sun and it says, uh, should AFL clubs draft Ruckman? And it's a bit of a conversation about maybe letting Ruckman develop at mm. other clubs before they bring get brought in. First, the first question would be, why do Ruckman take longer to develop? Well, that's the theory. It's the old theory. Big blokes are dumb. Huh. <laughs> just their bodies, I reckon. Yep. And because it's a different position. It's a very different position to play than midfielder. I reckon you can turn guys into midfielders. It's really hard to turn someone to Ruckman. Yeah. Because the art of using their body, knowing where to hit it. And then if they come in and scrap the third man up rule, it's going to be more important to find a tap Ruckman now. Yeah, true. Um, I wouldn't be doing that. I'd like him in my system. And then you can develop different ways and teach him your way. It's like a cricket, I suppose, with an action. But then you want to make sure he's bowling and his batting actions right early days. Get him your way. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be would be palming off to other clubs. I'll be looking after him. Put him yeah, in my okay. system, I reckon. I guess, too, with Ruckman is, like, uh, if you're a midfielder and you're, you know, you're 18, you might be 75 to 80 kilos, but a heavy-duty midfielder is going to be 90, 95. So that's only 15 kilos. But if you're a Ruckman and you're 80, what would Shane Mumford be? Like, 110, <laughs> 120? 110. Yeah. Yeah. So that you're giving away, yeah, 30, 40 kilos. That's a huge difference. That's, no un- that's unassailable. Yep. Like, you can't... It doesn't matter how good you are. Yep. You're going to get knocked off the ball. So yep. I think in that regard, you're at least... Putting on 30 kilos and being able to run with it that's about, is that's three or four years oh, at least. So three or four months in my case. <laughs> they're, they're pretty soft if they can't put on uh, 30 kilos in three months. It's very good, easy. Good 30 kilos. If they want to join. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the difference is there. <laughs> so you have found your recruiting book. Yes. <laughs> gone through the cupboards. Got the Port Adelaide sticker on the front. Got the Port Adelaide sticker. It was just when you said to come in, I just thought I'll never find this thing. I don't know where it is. And the first cupboard I opened, I was like, Wow, this was meant to be. It's an heirloom. Thought, this should be. Yeah, yeah it, it should is. be an Alan Scott's museum. Uh, uh, it's got some wonderful it. information, phone numbers, uh, words of things, and I said I had to change it because... Um, you were telling us beforehand you needed code words. You yeah, have well, code words for what you wrote about Well, because young stupid players. me was just writing things. Yeah, fat, slow, dumb. Yes. Travis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and the silky smooth guys, you yeah. know, Chamberlain-esque yeah, sort, yeah, of, that sort yeah. of stuff, you know. <laughs> and it didn't dawn on me. It was a pre-season in Oakley in March and sitting there and this lady says, excuse me. And I think, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> the thing I was warned about that I just didn't think it would yeah. come in. About, oh, you're a recruiter, are you? Yeah, Port Adelaide, yeah. <laughs> oh, my son's out there. Ah, no. And thinking, she's going to ask me about him and he's going to be the dud. Yeah. And she goes, my son's out there. I said, oh, that's good. Um, <clears throat> what, what's your son's name? <laughs> and um, this was not his name, but I'll just make one up. You know, she said, oh, number 28, Michael Rankin. And I looked in my book and next to him I had two lights. Yep. 
And so she's seen the book. She saw the book. I had the flipping thing open. She's yeah. in the, and normally, you know, I'd sit in the back row so no one could be behind me. I was in the second back row that day and her and her husband were, were there and she saw the two lights and she said, oh, I don't think he's too light, is he, to be playing? I said, oh, I, I, I think he will, but he's a little bit like if he's going to play AFL footy, he's probably too light for his position. Now, I actually wrote two lights. Now, in, in recruiting speak, two lights means he sleeps with two lights on, which means you... <laughs> Which means you're petrified. So I'm backtracking now, and she believed me. She believed me. I'm yeah. thinking, hopefully she didn't look down. You know, and I've got, I've still got some of the codes. You know, if if, if so, hit us with the codes. These are the codes. If you're a recruiter, if anyone says yeah. this about you, these aren't positive. Ex- excellent scope for development. What do you reckon that might mean? I'm going to hide this. See how good uh, you are. Excellent scope for development means he's he's no good. Yeah, he's a dud. Yeah, he's no good. Yeah, sleeps with two lights on. Petrified. Love it. Windy. Windy. Windy right. is frightened as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's frightened, but yeah. not as the the level of lights. I'm supposed you could go if you slept with three lights on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I thought windy might have been like he kicks like it's a windy day, like they spray everywhere. You know, probably makes more sense. You know, like <laughs> Levi Caswell could uh, be considered windy. Be windy. I like the progression that you're windy yeah. and then yeah, you're then two, then two lights. lights. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, two lights. Um, <laughs> is, is plenty of time with the ball. Uh, plenty of time with the ball. It's a hog. Mm. He's not a team player. No, he's slow. Slow. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, downhill skier, which I'm sure you all know. Yep. No defensive skills whatsoever. <laughs> and when we say Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder. What's that? It's caught too much. <laughs> <laughs> we can't see anyone coming. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, geez, he breaks a lot of tackles. Yeah. Isn't that good? No. no he gets in, gets caught he gets a lot. Caught. Someone goes, oh, this kid's great at breaking tackles. Isn't that great? No. It means he gets scored. Yeah, it's like I couldn't write fat, but yeah, obviously <laughs> being me. But so yeah, I had to come up with a system of like one, two, three, four, five, six, and all that, and like don't even have the codes there. Just sit at home, memorise them, and and whatnot. Because, and I got caught by this lady. Two lights. It's like yeah, he's too light. That's great. <laughs> so can we turn? Can we turn to a year in your book? Turn to a year. So uh, you've you've got your book. So this is the book that you you kept year after year, and you went back. So did you have players that were sixteen that you'd write in your book and then follow them again for the next year? That you yes, move up? yes, we did that. The under sixteens and Port were great at doing that and making sure we went to the under sixteen championships. Yep. to get a year ahead for guys. Um, you said you'd be walking around huddles looking at calves. I, I told you this in confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember doing I did it, that too. I remember <laughs> doing it at Oakley one day, standing there right, looking at these kids' calves to see, okay, do they look like they're short twitch or long? Twitch is he going to be quick? And I'm standing with Peter Waitman, a legend of the game, a wonderful human, the father of marathon runner Lisa. I was there with Pete going, his legs are quite nice, aren't they, Pete? And he goes, yep, they're really, I like the definition of his legs, his hamstrings are quite nice. And we both looked and there was a bloke standing there looking at us and going, <laughs> we're recruiters and the bloke's going, sure, mate. No, 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 we are. Oh, what are you just... looking for in a calf? Because I'm <laughs> going to show you my calf and let's see what you would say about, I mean, these are good pins. Don't get me wrong, so I'm just okay. pulling out my oh. stretched jeans here. Okay, you do actually have a calf muscle, so do you ride a bike? No, no, just uh, yeah. I do a bit of boxing and stuff, maybe oh, do a little bit of skipping. They look short twitch. Short twitch, is they, that good? They, they look, well, burst, they, I'm on a burst. You're supposed to be quick if you've got short twitch. Yeah, I'm very, you're very quick. very long before the calf muscle, though. Yeah, so I know, there's a lot of leg there. problems? No, no problems. It's just, just me. Well, there you go. So would you draft me on the basis yeah. of that? No, I'm concerned about okay. the length in between the. This looks between like the ankle problems. And the calf. Yeah, very much. That's very long. Look, Sorry, Adam, your dreams over. Hugely long. I mean, I, I am anorexic in the lower leg. But, um, <laughs> I was hoping very, no one would point that out. I've got fantastic calves, and someone once looked at my calves and went, "Wow, your calves are sensational. What do you do?" And I looked at them and said, "Are you serious?" <laughs> 
I'm 110 <laughs> kilos. I get up and I walk. Yeah. yeah. That's my exercise. Yeah. Well, you do it well. Yeah. What year? Oh, we've got a 2001 championship. So yeah, we're going to talk about the yeah, uh, super draft. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, before I even forget, was this year's draft uh, strong or weak? Or? All right, this is conjecture, isn't it? Because they're saying the depth looks pretty good. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, and you're going to ping a guy at 50-odd like that Graham who should have went in the 20s. So depth is all right, but are they going to be as quality players? Not sure. I looked and thought, where would have McGrath gone last year? Okay. I looked and thought, okay, at, would he have gone one in front of Wietering? No. Would he have gone... I, ha- I think I had him at six. In last year's draft. Yeah, if it would have been last year. I still would have had the top five in front of him. Okay. And even the year before, I think I would have went uh, McCartan, Petrarca, Brayshaw, probably in front of him. Probably yeah, okay. Him, probably had him at four. So I look and go, all right, that's a good way I used to look at it and go. Yep. So I think depth is hard to judge. Sometimes you've got to wait three or four years before you go. And even I look back now at some of this stuff from 15 years ago and go, got that wrong? Or, wow, pull that one out. Is it, is it odd that there's a draft like this that just has uh, relatively no key position players? Because uh, next year's loaded with them. Oh, is it? Oh, holy cow. There's that many kids, academy kids over 190 at the moment. So, and clubs know that. So they work that year out. And oh, so they're happy to trade ahead. Well, that's because their future's trading now. Yeah. You no know, way everyone broke their neck to trade into next, next year. Next year. And then live trading will come probably next year. You, so you think it will on yeah, the day? We've done everything of the American system. Everything. Yep. We haven't changed the name to a combine. We've done point systems into valuing. Yeah. It will happen where next year... If they'll do, I reckon they'll do it next year, seriously. What's live trading? Trading on the night. Like, it comes to pick five, and all of a sudden, uh, who had pick five last night? Carlton. Uh, Carlton had five. Someone might jump in, because they might have wanted that Petrovsky kid. Yep. Petrovsky Seaton. Someone might say, hang on, Carlton, we will offer you Billy Hartung for your no, pick. No way. That's what happens in the NFL and Yeah, NBA. it does, yeah. Live trading. Oh, I, I reckon it's going to happen, mate. So they'll jump so in. So in the case of two minutes, a player can be shipped off to... WA well, or something. What was the Philadelphia kid? The other year in the NBA. Like, yeah, the hat on. They go, oh, no, wrong one, because we just traded you to San Antonio. Oh, cool. Oh, actually, it's the Orlando hat now. Oh, fair nigga, because we've done that. I don't. We won't get to that with two and three move-ons, yep, yep. but I still reckon we'll get, as I said, you know, pick five Carlton, where Hawthorne will just say to them, hey, listen, we, we really it. want that. Hey, yeah. Who are you going to pick? And they're going, we're going to take Petrescu Seaton. Hawthorne going, no, we, we're desperate for this kid. We'll give you Billy Hartung. What do you want to do about it? And they still might involve a, involve a later pick. Yes, okay. there will be a current player trade or another trade pick number. They still might even do that, jump in and go, look, we're desperate for him, so we'll give you our 10 and our... Whatever 32 number. or whatever, yeah. yeah. Like your TPP work's going to have to be, your, your player payments work oh. is going to have to be <laughs> spot on. Spot on. It's so complex, that stuff, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah you're planning oh, for the future geez. as well. Yeah, it was like, you know, those weird Chris Kringle things that people do at yes. Christmas where it's like, oh, I can take your present off you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can have this, but this one's yeah. shit. You're that's like, right. I don't want that. Yeah. I, don't want, I don't want Kane Lucas. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's going to happen. Oh. I so sooner rather than later. Year. I reckon next year, and then okay. we'll have the complete American system, and they'll load up in tools next year yep. because everyone knows. You can make a midfielder out of someone that's not a bad player. Too hard to keep position. Now, I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago. Carlton gave Hawthorne yeah. their first round draft to help mm. to help Jaeger O'Meara. We gave them a, we helped them out, basically, to get yeah, Jaeger O'Meara to... Yeah, and you were saying, why would they it's do gonna that? It's going to be a deal done, mate, I promise you. So what do you think is going to happen? Hawthorne and Carlton will do a deal on a player. It was the same with St Kilda, wasn't it? Why did St Kilda jump in and do them a favour? Trading into next year again where it's going to be really good 
tall commodities. Now, yep. St Kilda need them. Carlton need them. Hawthorne probably need them. It's just something was like, why are you doing them a favour? And don't don't think it doesn't happen that they don't handshake. Cheers. Of course okay. it does. You look after. And we all know about teams that won't trade with certain teams because they've, you know, dudded them before. And we all know the ones that everyone loves that helps each other out. And it's... What was it like for you back back in the day? Did you trade with Essendon? <laughs> um, I remember I I didn't get involved in the trade room. That was Chris Pelkin, but um, okay. the Pelks telling stories, um, you know, sitting up the hill at Calder, saying that when Port was after one of the Johnson boys, yep, and Cheedy went, "That's fine, give us Peter Burgoyne," and, and Chris just laughed him. So you got to be kidding, are you? <laughs> and he said, "All right, give us Sean Burgoyne." He said, "Well, you're not going to be fair to him. See you later." Yep. Sheedy was terrible. Yeah, and trade days, he'd stick his head in, he'd demand him and Pagan were the worst. Yep, from what Chris was saying, you'd you'd put something reasonable there, and they would just the most unreasonable things going on. Most of the time with the trades, it was left to the, the guys in charge of trading. Yep. But Sheedy always stuck his head in. Pagan always stuck it in. Choco did early days, and Choco's famous for the interviews. You've all heard about, you know, the... the uh, was he a weird cat to talk to on a daily basis? I, I love Choco. Yeah. Absolutely love him, yeah, because he said it how it is. He's honest as a day is long. He's tough on a few guys. Yeah. But, he, you know, the Dominic Cassisi story uh, is true. The, the Bolton one is true. Um, he was just telling what's going to happen. If, if you think being called a name by a coach is going to be tough, wait till you get out in the footy field because yeah. they're going to call you a lot worse. Yeah. There would um, be some ridiculous uh, suggestions put out there, wouldn't there? It would come the trade period, you know, wander into the oh, box and people are like, I want so-and-so, and everyone's like, nah, nah, no way, mate. Well, like Can, Carlton, the, the Gibbs in Adelaide thing. Well, I reckon How do you think, Carlton, do you think Carlton done the right thing. Carlton done the right thing. He's yeah. a Carlton player. If you want him, you've actually got to give a little bit more. Yeah, that's that's the deal if he's yours. Yeah. So credit to Carlton. And I, I hark back again. I can always back to Port Adelaide, but I remember Choco with Nick Stevens. Nick Stevens wanted mm. to go to Collingwood. Choco goes, why would we trade him to a team that's just finished above us two years playing a grand final? No. If you're going, if you want to leave, you can go. You're going yeah, to Carlton. Yeah. It's not going to hurt us. And it didn't. And then what happened when Josh Carr wanted to go home? What did Port get? Three picks out of Freo. Yeah. Thanks very much. Work to treat. Said to players, hey, <laughs> we're in charge here. And yeah, yeah. It's not the time. Don't, don't the think dog, they're not because the clubs yeah. are still in charge. And as much as you say, it's pretty unfair that when a club doesn't want to play, they'll dish him real quick, but it can't go the other way. Well, it has gone the other way with the free agency. Yeah. As players are just going, well, I'm going to go there. Yeah. As a, you know, basically, I looked last night's draft and thought, well, Hawthorne have picked up a brown no medalist last night. Mitchell Lewis? No, no. <laughs> no, Ainsworth or Scrimshaw. Okay. At Gold Coast. <laughs> sure enough, one of them will want to come back to Hawthorne a couple of years. Yeah, they? sure. God. That's where I figured out. Yeah. That'll Did happen they? because they'll go, mm, don't know about up there because the bells will still be ringing up there. Now, I know they've done well in this draft, but so they should have. Four picks inside top ten. Yeah. We'll see how you go with your retention. Yeah. Not, not sure. Do you think Ablett will go back to Geelong one day? Oh, I've always thought that was going to happen. The romance and now, jeez, isn't it getting nasty? Mm. So when there's smoke, there's fire with this. Yeah. It always happens. But I, I don't think the AFL would like to see it happening because I think that shows that we've failed. But then will they look and go, well, GWS, we got right, so we'll take 50-50. Yeah. yeah, and that's why you know everyone's going. Well, of course they didn't penalise them over Whitfield because they want GWS to su- succeed because of all this. Like, well, yeah. How much fun would it be to be a recruiter for GWS over the last five years? <laughs> or was it just too easy? It'd be too. I wouldn't like it. I'd, yeah. I'd, like, I'd rather a challenge. I'd, I'd much rather look back and go, pick sixty six, Paul Puyallupo. Thank you very much. Three yeah. premiership medals. Told you. 
You know, I, I'd much any. I seriously, I took a mate to a game once because he was rap when I was doing this. When we first started, he goes, "Wow, what a great job!" And I'd love to do it. And it must be so hard. And I took him to a game. I said, "Pick the best three players, and I'll do it." And, and we'll stand yep. opposite sides of the ground, and we have the exact same three. I said, "It's not that hard." The best three. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah. I said, well, it's not that hard to pick the best three. And most people who didn't have a clue about the draft last night, they'll go and read all these sites mm. and they'll ping nine out of the top ten. Yeah. And they'll all be walking around, oh, I've got nine out of the top ten right. And go, well, Footsy, because, uh, you know, this kid kick with, or what's he? And they'll have no idea. But because of the information at hand, it's when you look at them down the back of the draft, that's the gold mine. Yeah. If you pull one out of there, that's why the Bulldogs, I mean, they can be pretty happy with what they've done. Well, yeah, absolutely. All right, so getting back to 2001, the Super Draft. You've got, you've got your book open there. <laughs> yeah, Chris Judd, mate. Look, two ticks. It's all there. It's in ink. Two ticks. What's that, two mate? Ticks. Sleeps with the lights on. No, <laughs> two ticks. Super good play. No, that means he got drafted in the end. Yep. Uh, but I had Juddy at one. I had Justin Crow at three. Where did he end up? I don't, I don't remember know. him. So this is, your, this is your kind of pretend draft? Oh, no, this was out of um, – sorry, no, this was in um, – no, that's not right. That's my Vic Metro, just the guys that I've listed that was oh, in yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Juddy in my... So, Juddy's starred. Draft. Where did I put the 2001 draft? I can't even find it now. But I did have one. Oh, hang on. There's a two... I can't even know what year that is. Where's Judd? I've lost him now. Oh, well. But I do have him ranked there somewhere. Might have been back over there. So, that was through the championships where we break the players up into certain groups of their, their, their teams they played with. We were allocated a specific state... And we'd put down players that we thought were B graders and A graders. Yep. And Bs that we thought might be drafted and A's who we definitely knew would get drafted. So that year in WA, I had Polak, Sampy, Aiden Parker, CB, Clancy and Steve Armstrong as guys I thought we were drafted. And all of those were except Aiden Parker. Okay. Um, it's a pretty good strike, right? It wasn't too bad. And in the B groups, you know, I few missed out. Um, Division 1 players. And we obviously Metro 2002. Same deal, Goddard, there we go. There's a ranking from 2002. And again, we break down into tall utilities as well, where we rank them. I'll get the 2002 draft up to see how it compared. 2002, here we go. Top 10 predictions. Oh, here we go. There it is. So I've got the top 10, 2002. <laughs> and this is yours or the club? This was me this time. Okay. Yep. The club one we would have had, uh, oh, which would be on my file at home, but yep. uh, this is my little book. Yeah, cool. 2002. I right, Goddard one. Goddard, yep. I had Wells at two. Oh, you're two from two. Yeah. Johnson at three. Johnson not at three. Jared Brennan at three. And I can't see Johnson at all. <laughs> Which Johnson so is that? Oh, there's an under 17. Sorry, there you go. Paul, okay. Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson, yep. Goes so that was my under 17 predictions, those guys. There you go. Uh, yep, he went uh, at uh, a bit further down. Yeah. And Gillum I had pick 16. Stephen Gillum. Stephen Gillum, yep. How about, uh, so that was 2002. I got 2003. I had Cooney. So you had him at number one? I had Cooney at one. I've got the the top ten here by the look of it. Cooney at, yep, Cooney. Okay. I'll wait and see what we've got. Just getting it up now. Cooney's definitely went number one. There's a great shot of Cooney getting drafted. Uh, He had the big old peroxide blonde hair. Oh, yeah. So number number two that year was Andrew Walker. He was a... uh, Priority pick for the Blues. Was he on your radar? Uh, uh, I had uh, Riley Dunn at two. Okay. Uh, yep, he went at ten. Where did Riley Dunn go? Freo? Fremantle. Yeah. Yeah, he was going to be real good, wasn't he? That's only with a tag and something went wrong. Yep. Kane, ten ace at three. 
Ended up at Geelong. Our friend Colin Sylvia went at that three. Yes. I had Brock McLean at four. And Brock he went at McLean five? Went at five, yeah. yeah. I had Farron Ray at five. Okay. Farron went at four, so you just flipped, Ooh, flipped them around. Close. Yeah. Bradley at six. Is that Kepler? Yep. Right, that's right on the money. It's at six, was he? Yep. To the Bombers? Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> West Perth. Colin Sylvia at seven. Okay, okay. so he's already gone. Three. Three, yep. Chaplin at eight. Chaplin... No, that was Port Adelaide pick. We fifteen, been, yeah, way down the track. I had him at eight, and we got fifteen. Great get. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's well the and Clark at nine. Yeah, that's the example of what you want. Mm. You know, it's not hard to get him one or two out. So that's Xavier Clark. Clark at nine. Yes. In two thousand three. No, two thousand three. Be Raph. Uh, no, be Xavier, wouldn't it? Two thousand three. Yeah, yeah, Raph was a younger one. Raph, Raph was younger. Clark. Two thousand three. Oh. Okay. Went at eight. Oh, I had him at nine and ten. I had Watts. Well, that'd be Fergus, I think. Fergus Watson oh, yeah. went, to went to the Crows at 14. And then went to St yeah. Kilda, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, well, not too bad. Yeah, that's not pretty too good. Bad. Fairly good. It's not too hard. As I said, it's really not. I had 9 out of 10. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> you know, look. As it's not too hard to get him up the top. Oh, the, the 2004. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. That was that. Uh... Oh, I had Deledio Griffin Franklin. Roughhead. And so, the, the, yeah, where'd, where'd you have Tambling in that list? Six. Okay, so so obviously, let, let's talk about Richard Tambling. <laughs> so many people saw him as being a, a superstar player. Correct. He went at number four. What what happened to him when he got to the to the Tigers? I mean, well, apart from being the Tigers, that's what happened, I reckon. Because I saw no him, development. Uh, the two years prior to, as a fifteen-year-old, as a, playing in the under sixteen. Yeah, and let's whatever. give let's give Tiger fans some joy. What did you see in Richard Tambling? Speed, class, flipping everything. Yeah, absolutely everything. And you kept thinking, when this kid gets through, it was like when he was fourteen, you couldn't wait to get that draft, thinking this kid's going to be so exciting. How are we, uh, How were the calves on him? <laughs> Very short twitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, but I had him at six. So, and what what kind bad. of guilt do you feel? So, say you're a recruiter who takes Tamling at four. What kind of guilt do you feel over the next few years when that's not working out? Do you feel like, oh, we missed one. We, you know, we no, stuffed his, it up for the club. His fault, not mine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got the pick right. He just didn't play properly. Yeah, <laughs> can only do. That's the hardest thing, though, is their head. Yeah. I reckon that's the biggest problem the clubs have got at the moment, trying to find out what's the pressure going to do to this kid, how's he going to handle it. You, you all can see kick and run and, and market and tackle. You can do all that right. They know what to say. Yeah, okay. They know how to speak. You see some of the interviews and these kids at 18. Oh, it's incredible. Of, they are so at ease with a microphone and a camera. And the pressures of life, you don't know what that's, that's going to throw at them. You know, yeah. illness or have a baby. I think Tamley had a baby in his first yeah, or second very young. And, and, yeah, you don't know the outside influences. Uh, well, that's true. With mates and, like, you know, oh, now you've got a few a few dollars. You've got mates coming got in. Got some coin, yeah. Screaming yeah. for money. And, and some of them, you know, I know a few guys that still wouldn't put their hand in their pocket after 10 years of AFL. That's yeah. why they're loaded. They mm. just don't do it. There's plenty around that you know of. But... Uh, there's so many more pressures, and that's the hardest bit. Is, and, the, other, you know. is the other thing how they handle boredom? Oh, you, well, if you speak to a few of the guys, and it's hard to fill a day. Yeah. Because they sit around, they finish training, they go, okay, we've got two hours to do, and if they're out at Waverley, they go, well, there's no point in driving home. Mm. I'll stay here and play on the computers and whatever. And that's not a great thing, to be honest, mm. but they can't really do much more. If they go out the coffee shop or whatever, they'll get a attacked by autograph hunters and photos and you know, the old story about Franklin years ago when he went missing for 45 minutes because he was at the petrol station and people just 
wanting autographs and whatever, and his girlfriend was petrified, something went wrong. Then it came down to like, well, she'll have to go and put petrol in the car nowadays because it takes him 45 minutes to do it. Yeah, that's... Surely I mean, that's, you're used to that. Well, yeah, when Chamo yeah. and I go out and yeah. podcasts <laughs> have just come from everywhere. Yeah. Are yes. you the junk time fuckheads? <laughs> we get in the car and drive off. Photos and autographs. So yeah. th- they're the hardest bit about picking the kids, yeah. I reckon. They, that's just clearly the hardest thing. And, and you, just, you just don't know. And some of them, you know, can go to their heads... Yeah, um, and even some kids, you show them vision of them doing something, they'll still try to argue a point and go, no, 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 I slipped. Yeah, well, no, you kicked it poorly because your technique, no, 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 it was windy that day and it's like, jeez, mate, you've got to own up to it. So take a bit of ownership too. So. I suppose it's different places too. I mean, Melbourne's obviously a cauldron for that kind of stuff, but yes. a player recruited up to say, well, Gold Coast. Like Goldie, yeah. yeah. You know, you're walking down the street, no one knows who you are. Very different. Mm. And away from your family when you're 18, that, that must take a huge toll on oh, kids. Yeah. Terribly hard. I mean, I lived with mum and dad till last year. I mean, so. that's the <laughs> great thing, though. It's very kind of people like Craig Lambert to open up well, their Well, that house. is true. <laughs> yeah. Any day of the week for as many nights as you want. So, but shall we go through the draft itself from yeah. last night? Yeah, mate. Your picks, your takes, your... Yeah, I've got all that. Shall we go through the top bad? ten? Yeah. So, we've got uh, Andrew McGrath off to the Bombers. I thought that'd happen. Yeah? You thought he was going to go number one? Yeah, I thought just to mess GWS up because they'd done everything to get up to pick two because they kept signalling they wanted him. I thought, yeah, they'll pull the pin here and good on him. <laughs> Make him work hard for a change. And you think, he, will he be in the side instantly? Is it that kind of kid? Yeah, he's a walking. Yeah. Okay. He'll play. Yeah. Okay. Who was McLuggage? Who Hugh was McLuggage. He? he went to Brisbane. Yeah. Did he he ended up at number three. three. Oh, there he is. Sorry, yeah, yeah he's right there. Three. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I saw him being touted and maybe a number one. Oh, they, um, so they talked about him all the time, literally. He came out of nowhere through the middle of the year and improved. But I just, personally, I just thought McGrath. Yeah. I love the name. McLuggage. Well, McLuggage. I, re- I read it as McLuggage. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I think it is McLuggage. Yeah, well, son yeah, of Ma- I know, but Son yeah, of luggage. I'm kind of putting, <laughs> I'm putting the emphasis on the luggage, yeah. Some great names out there, isn't there? Uh, Tim Taranto. Yeah, that was the spec pit spec. Pick, oh, I reckon. Because I thought high. he was going to go like five or six Taranto. I rate him like eight. <laughs> yeah, okay. Jeez. And he's seen yeah, as a bit, of a, a bit of a goal-kicking mid. He is. He is. A bit and silky. Yeah, uh, 30 touches he got that uh, in the premiership. I think that sort of stamped it. There was how many dragons? Four out of the top 11. Okay. And that helps when you win. But, yeah, here's, here's the speculation, I reckon. A little bit higher than I thought. So how are you getting this information? Are you watching TSC games? Oh, I or? still do that. I get yeah. vision. I speak to a lot of mates yep. still with Pelkin, obviously. Having a chat, yep. All the time. Yeah, read a lot. Watch vision. Keep still an eye on it. it. Love it. Do you think GWS are able to take a speculative pick like that because they've got so much depth now? Yeah, that's what we did Port when we were flying there. I was yeah. like, okay, you can take the risk on... Um, like your second round or it something? It was a Luke Peel. You probably wouldn't remember him. No. No, really highly touted under 16-year-old, classy sort of kid. Wasn't ready, but we took him really early. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And it was captain uh, Vic Metro, I think, that year. Just, you know, and it didn't work. <laughs> okay. Yep. And But they were like, eh. Choco was like, yeah, so what? I remember that. I think it was that year or the, the year before one of them. Choco didn't want to have a pick. He's like, I don't want... <laughs> He's like, well, what for? I'm happy with what I got. <laughs> and he's like, we're going all right. We've finished up yeah. there in the last three years. I'm happy with what I got. Yeah. I don't want to do it. Yeah, the laws, the laws say we have to. Yeah, and he was adamant. It's like, why? That's not fair. I don't want to change my team <laughs> that's just fair. because you make me and I'm happy with my team. Well, because you? you have to delist players. Well, that's you? what he said. And it's like, well, you say, all right, delist through and take them back, but someone's going to go and pinch him. Yeah, and, yeah. So he was not in favour of that. Are you? All. Do you have any say in the delistings? No. Okay. Nothing to do with it. All right. So you're just about getting young kids to the club and other players. Correct. Yeah. So McCluggage, yeah, at number three. Oh, yep. we've gone over him? We, did we go over him? No. no. Classic no? player. He'll, he'll be all right. Brisbane. 
probably not hard to get a game. <coughs> well, true. So you should walk into it. Uh, ben Ainsworth, off to yeah. Goldie. Former uh, um, Hawthorne Brownlow medalist, Ben Ainsworth. So you think he'll come home <laughs> at some point? Yeah. And to Hawthorne. <laughs> What's the connection to Hawthorne there? No, none. It's just that oh. they did it well with Jago Amir, I reckon they'll do it again. Okay. Oh, that's great. That's oh, really good to hear. <laughs> yeah, he's a good player, is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, great. No, no, no. That's, that's what everyone wants to hear. <laughs> he was Grimshaw. Either one of them too. I'll take Scrimshaw. Love him. Uh, he went yeah, seven to Goldie. Yeah. I mean, it, Hawthorne will do it. Yeah. <laughs> it is incredible the Suns had four in the top ten, which is good for the game, I suppose. If they can develop these players and hold on to them and get something going. Retention's going to be the problem yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. What if they have another bad year this year? And then, because now, isn't there, there's talk that they want to sign their first contracts as three-year contracts. Yes. Okay. For this make, very to reason. To stop that happening. Yeah. Because what uh, Jack Gunston was two years, pretty much signed up and said, well, you know, I'll be leaving as soon as... And made it known. Yeah. Ainsworth made it known. Oh, he wanted to go to Brisbane. He's Gold Coast close enough. But, um, yeah, I don't know whether three years is a bit hard because then what happens if a kid is genuinely homesick or, you know, and there are some kids who genuinely are. Yeah, for sure. Who, who, or, uh, who struggle. A Dane Beams who wanted to go up where his dad was ill. And again, with illness and things like yeah. that, it'd be terribly hard. There to, is a Jack Bowers here at 10. He's from Cairns, so that's... A little closer. Where they, oh, to Gold Coast? Yeah, the other guys yeah, are from okay. Victoria. Yeah. Uh, Will Setterfield. So Carlton bid on him, which forced GWS to move yeah. up. So how does yeah. that work? Points. Okay. Each pick is a certain amount of points, so they had to have that amount of points to get it. So they would have to use two picks back. So they lose up. two yep. second and third swap round. Them, swap them to whatever pick value it is. So. Okay. Good move by Carlton, just forcing a hand, I reckon. I don't think they probably wanted Setterfield. They probably wanted... But let's make them work a bit harder. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Depends what sort of deals they got going. And they'll ride after with Sam. Yeah, Sam Petrescu Seaton. Yeah. Good yeah. player. On the money by the look of it. Claremont lad. <laughs> Everyone kept saying he was going to go there and looks like his class. Absolute class. Oh, I need to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Long career? Yeah, he'll be all right. But again, see, the only... My... I just get nervous with interstate. Interstate is, yeah. Because there's a history of it happening. And everyone says, I know it'll stop sooner or later. Well, it hasn't stopped. Yeah. And you can see all the issues coming up with heaps of Yarran and and just the the close knit community. McCarthy. Yeah, well. Buddy, he went to Sydney Airport once, loved it, (laughs) and he just wanted to go back. (laughs) I just, I don't know. And the clubs all goes, nope, our system is good enough, they will stay. Mm. I bet you when they picked O'Meara, they thought he'd be a 10 year player. With the quality of the kid and the leadership of him, he never looked like a kid to me that would be like, no, so yeah, no way. So it's impossible to pick, impossible to know. Okay, so here's how you solve that. Every team trains at the one <laughs> venue somewhere in the Northern Territory and then they go to their, you know, their grounds to play on the weekend and then they all go back. So no one, everyone's homesick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Solves every problem. Yeah, yeah, well so done. everyone's on Brilliant. an even playing field. Yeah, yeah Brilliant. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, Jack Scrimshaw. Yeah, he's the one I really liked. And I think when I sent you a message the other week saying he'd be the punt pick that I'd take early. Okay. Because I reckon he's going to be the sort of kid, although it's Gold Coast, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. But if he was at Carlton, let's say, yep. the first couple of weeks he'll do some things and we go, why did we pick him? Three weeks later he'll be going, I'm glad we picked him. Okay. He, he'll change your mind, sort of players, like a Chad Corns. You know, the first couple of years, like, oh, my goodness. And then all Australian, centre-half back, legend. This kid you know, just reeks class to me. I reckon he can win a game for you. Bit of Bontempelli about him. Okay, wow. Yeah, Smooth great. mover, play either that's, end. Yeah, it's high price. I really like him. So I, think, I hope he's the one that Hawthorne... Um, no, get, why don't you get them both? 
Oh, I'm pushing for both. All right. We'll get, we'll get them both in a package deal yeah. to give a third and a fourth round in 2021. Yeah, yeah that's fair <laughs> enough. 2021. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, on, on that point, you were making a good point about the Mitchell and Lewis yep. trades. What's your general view of that? Well, they got him back, didn't they? Well, yeah. Mitchell Lewis, <laughs> yeah. yeah. In one. Now, I, kept, I said to a mate, I had a bit of an argument going, oh, we've lost 20 years ago. No, no, you've lost one year of Mitchell and two years of Lewis in, in footy sense. That's all they had left in them. So they've lost three years of football service. And they picked up how many with Amir and Mitchell? Ten years in a match? Yeah. Maybe? It's not bad. Picked up 20 years and lost three. I mean, as much as, yep, it hurts and whatever. It'll all be forgot when O'Meara comes out and if he wins a Brownlow or whatever, or, or at least just, you know, turns it on. I think, uh, uh, I reckon they've done the right thing. You just see, you know, kids changing their name next year though, can't they? Hawthorne kids to get drafted. Yeah. <laughs> There's a kid going to Depot. Can I change my name to um, Vickery Hartung, please? Yeah. <laughs> or, um, no one's changing their name to Vickery. <laughs> First name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He could be on the way. No. Uh, is it Griffin Luge Lodge? Yeah, I had him a bit further. I Number eight. Him, I had him at 10 to Sydney, actually. But is that where did Freo? he go? Freo. He's a Freo. Oh, it's a Freo. Yeah, local kid. They reckon he can walk in. He's he's pretty big. Good size. Yeah, 194, 92. Defender, and they needed that too, I reckon, because they like, lost McFarlane. And, Jeez, um, that's a big size for an under-18. Oh, no. You, you go, seriously, this is one of the most amazing. Just go to attack game when they start, or training one, and yeah. stand the huddle and you look and go, you're 18. You're a monster. 92 kilos for an 18-year-old. That's, that's big boy. They're huge. Well, that ruckman you talked about before, was that, you know, that other kid they pulled out. Someone pulled out a big ruckman. Freo got that other one. Um, instead of English, they looked at him and got him later. Uh, yeah, massive unit, 100 kilo, whatever. They're huge. Wow. Their arms that's are massive. Uh, Sean Dacey or Brendan Cox? Yeah. Um, Brendan Dacey Cox? Dacey kid. Isn't he, isn't he, isn't he huge? Uh, I don't know him, but I'm sure they pulled one that was a, a large human. Um, so uh, Aaron Sanderlands doesn't so, feel so weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So And it. trying to get big bodies, 194, 192. 100 down used to be the nice way, yep. I reckon. If you're like 100, like 185, 85. Yep. 192, 92. So okay. 100, 100 off your height is the perfect body. Okay. Huh. So give it always away. So how are you travelling? <laughs> so you're, so Coombsy, you're two metres ten? I've I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> got them round the wrong way. My, <laughs> yeah. my uh, height and weight. <laughs> I'm a fraction. There are some exceptions to the rule. Yeah. You know. yeah. what, how high are you uh, there, Mr Chamberlain? What am I? Uh, let me what know, height are you? Think. I'm, about, you know? I'm, so I'm about 5'10ish. Yeah, 5'10ish, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably 178. Well, and then I think I weigh... Oh, actually, I probably weigh about 72. Too. So you yeah, you're ballparkish. Yeah. You, you could do with a little bit of uh, bit of meat. But since you retired, you've lost a bit of that. Well, yeah, not, the muscle has faded. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's what I figured. Yeah. Uh, Will Brody at number nine for yeah, to I, the Gold Coast. I had him at four, so I reckon good pick. Good pick. He, he's yeah, <laughs> he's a tackler, clearance machine. Clearance machine, I like that wow. one. Yeah. Oh, of, is he a competitive beast? <laughs> and you know the other one I read the other day, which I thought was a ripper, which I hadn't heard? A hybrid midfielder now. Hybrid? <laughs> I looked and went, oh, we got a new one. Uh, here we go. Hybrid. A hybrid. So I'm thinking, all right, he can play inside and outside. Let's just, yep. you know, and that's even changed. Because when I started, it was like, can he get the ball? <laughs> or can he, does he get it? Or does he, yeah. you know, inside, outside. It's like, jeez, hybrid midfielder. And I, I'm doing a lot of reading leading up to the um, 
the trade? And I don't know if you did this when you were uh, recruiting, but did you do a lot of due diligence? <laughs> because uh, clearly you have to do your due diligence. If you don't, if you just do normal diligence, yeah. you're going to get it done. No, good. We sit in recruiting meetings and all that. They, they use those words. You sit there giggling, thinking, yeah. it's true, as you know. No, you and don't forget, you. inside these four walls, nothing looks. <laughs> okay, yeah. inside the four walls. And then uh, Jack. Jack Bowers? Jack Bowers? Jack Yeah, I'm seven. Over so at uh, okay. Gold Coast. Gone a little bit. Again, you know, uh, 187. So 187 mids and a six foot two midfielder. Mm. Unbelievable. Well, midfielders used to be five foot eight. Didn't yeah. They? Well, Patrick Cripps is what? 193 or four? Well, he's the prototype now, isn't he? Yeah. He's the one. If you want that size. Well, Bontempelli's tall. Uh, I reckon if the Bulldogs. They could mess everyone up and play him as an forward and he'd destroy everyone because yeah. he'd be too quick for anyone bigger, um, too strong for anyone, you know, not quite. So, now How did you think, going back to last year's draft, how did you think Jacob Wiedering handled himself as a first-round draft pick? Yeah, outstanding. Yeah. He, captain written all over him. Him and Cripps would be interesting. Will they do dual captains? Uh, probably not. They'll probably go Cripps first and then give Wiedering a go. But he just uh, reeks... Absolutely everything you want in a kid. As a human too, they reckon. They're yeah. just outstanding person, the right pick. Was he one of the more composed first rounders you've seen for a little while? By a long, 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 long way. Yeah. Al- almost maybe one of the best first round picks I think I've ever seen. I just because of everything he offers. Yep. And just no didn't panic under pressure, you no, know. No, he doesn't. No. It's amazing at Senna back, you know, at eighteen. In a, just in not a great team. He's seen a lot of ball. Ordinary team. Yeah. yeah. Seen right, a mate. lot of it come. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, we get it. <laughs> seen a lot of footy coming his way. And it's like, geez, I'll, you know, well done. Yeah. I think him and Marchback are going to form a lovely little combination. Oh, that's good to hear. Plowman sneak in there as the third. And then one of those other kids they got last night is going to turn out all right too, I reckon. Were there any picks without actually having to name the player or anything? Yep. But uh, did clubs make selections last night where you just go, what are you thinking? There was a couple of names I had no idea, yeah. Mm. I, I thought one that went fairly early, I thought, yeah, I liked him, but I had him way down 60 and he went 20 odd. Yeah, okay. Well. But but that can happen in this sort of draft where you go and someone's going to pull it and they'll walk back and go, told you we got it right. Or it'll be like, ah. Oh, um, years ago, I remember, <laughs> a name was called out of draft and you could hear everyone laughing. Literally, <laughs> you could hear all the other teams sort of go, oh. <clears throat> and we check and go, where did we have him? They, did they say that name? They did say that name. No, they didn't. They did. <laughs> You'd hear the laughter again. Yeah. Thinking, stop it. And we, we turned out we're right. Yeah. We laughed for the right reason. This wasn't when Carlton should have taken no, Daniel Carlton. Talia. Okay. Because well, yeah, we're was, very good at that. that. That's a wound. That one opens up. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that good. was the biggest lay down Mazair pick that should have happened. I would have put thousands of dollars on that happening. And then I would have went and had a heart attack. Yeah, when they didn't call it because it's like, no, no, that's the most ideal pick for any club in 10 years, I reckon, to be honest. Yeah, no, he's been pretty good. Sorry about that. Daniel Taylor. <laughs> for the Crows. Yeah, I think we might wrap it up there. An, right. an hour three. You can, Brilliant. You can talk, Craig. Yeah, I can. This has been fantastic. Yeah, it's fascinating. I've been six days. <laughs> been locked up in my room. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for your insight. It's no worries, mate. Incredible. Been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us, Craig. Thanks, mate. Thanks, boys.
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.